I don't know what I've just done. Hang on a minute. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of The Nerds Who Isolated Themselves. I'm Stuart Moraine and I'm joined as always by Andy Hanks. Andy Hanks. Uh, Can I a build-up next time, a bit of a drum roll? All right, sorry. Um, I'm feeling I'm a little bit understated. Well, after Steve Sims last time, it's a little bit of a come down for people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, we, that, what, that was such a hype. We need to live up to that hype, you know what I mean? We can't have, you know, Steve Sims, ah, now just me. You know what I mean? We need a... Oh, okay. Um, I've got my uh, Gilman from the Creature from the Black Lagoon figure here. Does that? Of course you have, yeah. My little Mego one. Who's, one. Uh, it's a Mego one. You know the Migos that they used to do in the 70s? Bit were big in America. The three Amigos? No, Migos. M-E-G-O-S. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. If you watch comic book men, they were always on about Migos. I don't know. I've never seen it. Have you not? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's on Amazon Prime now. Oh, as I know, we're not talking about it, but uh, we, 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 I know we, we've not got into conversations yet. But as you saw, you saw the Robocop 2 figure they're bringing out. Yeah. The Caden, the Caden yeah. one. Is that by any chance the same make as your Red 209? Yes. Oh, it is. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how big it's going to be. No, it doesn't. I don't think it's bad. Well, it's supposed to be in scale to the robot robocop figure they brought out so oh, i presume n209 is also in, in scale yeah. so it's probably yeah. around the same size as a 209 i think it's about a three or four inch the robocop figure not a huge robocop figure at 209s no. five or six inches maybe and you're, you're just bragging now <laughs> look at the size of my head 209 <laughs> hello everyone <laughs> hello yeah, I know we've sort of done the preamble, but we always get this wrong. So, uh, how's things? What's what's been going on in the world of Zoot? Oh, everything and nothing, mate. I am knackered. Um, I am really a bit of a break these older days. Yeah, I'm very busy. I'm very exhausted. I'm properly burning the candle at both ends. I'm pulling two o'clock nighters at the moment. Um, it's literally. I mean, I can't complain because this is what I really want to do, but it's literally finish my day job, come home, have something to eat, go for a run, uh, speak to the woman who lives in the house as well. And uh, that's my wife, by the way. I don't got some random woman living in the house. You don't speak to the hostages. <laughs> speak to the hostages is brilliant. <laughs> and um, then, yeah, about, about nine o'clock, I'll start my ever stuff and yeah i think of yeah i'm just knackered now you're either going for too long a run or you're speaking to the wife for too long yeah one of them's gonna go really <laughs> that's I'm, it I, i'd rather yeah I, i'll lose the um I, i'll lose the, the run first because you know i was just that's just breaking my body isn't it it's just wrecking my knees and or combine the two get a little bluetooth 
phone thing and you can speak to her while you're running and then she That's gets true. the excitement of like a heavy breathing call <laughs> she'll be all excited until she realizes it's me yeah <laughs> until you start talking about pens yeah. <laughs> and layers heavy breathing. yeah <laughs> but yeah no i know what you mean it's fucking grown-up life at the minutes eating up all the fun stuff yeah so i mean you've certainly got grown up things going on the run haven't you in your house well yeah well yeah growing up things for childish things like building bookcases <laughs> for my comics and toys <laughs> which i don't get what other people have put on bookcases i know like, how dull must your life be it's like that seashell you got from that holiday fuck that <laughs> I got a snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on, on. I saw you posted that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's quite sweet. I was uh, popped up on somewhere, so I thought, fuck it, I'm buying that quick. But I don't want to <laughs> get down that slippery rabbit hole of starting collecting the GI Joe figures as well. <laughs> oh blimey, yeah. That's bad enough with all the Transformers ones that they're releasing or what. I do eventually. You know what I'm like with fads. It's like Lego. All Lego, like there was no fucking tomorrow, and now I kind of look at it like, yeah. <laughs> it's like unless it's like the Seinfeld set or something that really excites me. Like most of that shit's up in the loft now in boxes again. Mm. Which I suppose next time I go through a Lego kick, I can rebuild it all. So get to vicariously yeah, live that. It's a bit like those um, those pop vinyl figures. That kind of I kind of you know went through that place quite quick. Yeah, well, I think once you're like, you know, oh, look, they've released another Groot or another Deadpool. <laughs> or, oh, they started releasing the cast of Friends. We might be scraping the barrel now. Yeah. And I say that as the guy who bought the Cheers ones, but I fucking love Cheers and they're never going to release a Cheers action figure. So. More's the pity. I don't know. I'd buy a Woody. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? It's going to lead into that Austin Powers 2 thing again, isn't it? Mm. It's a giant pecker. Which is, yeah, which is just exactly what I thought when that, what's his... Oh, when Jeff Bezos his fired his yeah. giant phallic rocket into... Surely he was a, he must have been an Austin Powers fan to, des- to design what? it like that. The fact he looks a bit like Dr. Evil as well. <laughs> Absolutely. But it even had a shiny end on it. Yeah, I know. Either that or it's like, you know, Emperor's new clothes. Like we're going to make it look like a dick, but he's going to catch it before we actually get to build it. And he was like, that's great. Build it. No, like, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> Whatever you do, don't, don't tell him and hope he doesn't notice. <laughs> but yeah, still, if it makes him happy, I guess. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't get that. I've seen enough space movies. To, nothing about that appeals to me. Yeah, You've only got yeah. to watch that documentary on the Challenger to be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If something's going to go wrong, you know, you're going to come back with some kind of symbiote. Or... Absolutely. Well, the thing that got me with the Challenger was that they didn't die in the explosion. It was fucking afterwards. You don't die mm-hmm. instantly. I just assumed that when it blew up, they went with it. Like, you know, Independence yeah. Day flames through the fucking thing. No. I mean, I don't think they were conscious for it, but I love how our entire 
um, science theory is all to do with sci-fi movies, usually 90 sci-fi movies. To be fair, the Challenger was real. Yes, it was, but you said you thought it was more like it was going to be like Independence Day. Well, no, just the way I thought flames would go through the whatever. Yeah, so science theory based on 90s. I thought it'd be like Armageddon. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's on Netflix, that Challenger documentary. It's bleak Mm. as fuck. It's really good. But because I know I'm aware we're making jokes ish (laughs) or at least so tired we're laughing at tragedy. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah it's a uh, still so yeah that's pretty much been my life and then i spent a good chunk of yesterday fucking taking an axe to that tree stump in the back garden i don't get it the tree was dead why is the stump such a fucker to get out <laughs> did you manage to get it out uh I no because I, 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 I meant the tree stump oh yeah I thought you meant the other thing because I definitely didn't get that up. I'm in my 40s now. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, it's still in there. Um, I had to stop because my hands were just covered in blisters from swinging the axe. So you but, managed to get it up. So you couldn't get it up even because your hands were covered in blisters. Yeah. You know those, like, you know, movies where the sexy, muscly guys just axe in wood? Yeah. Nothing like that. I then stopped every so often to put your, the axe over your shoulder and wipe the sweat from your forehead before yeah, going Yeah, that's up. it. Yeah. Well, no, if you swing the axe hard enough, it stays in the stump. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Hang on. I think Kat took a picture. Let me show you my impressive swing action. And then I got Daniel do- just sitting in a chair watching me going, axe that stump. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a lumberjack shirt on with the sleeves rolled up? Uh, no, I did not. Have a look. Hang on, I think I've sent it. There you have. She didn't, she didn't get one swing, she got one on the strike. <laughs> That's a pretty good stance, mind. I know. Oh, if only she'd angled the axe, the, the camera slightly down, so it looks like you were putting an axe into Eel's forehead. <laughs> yeah, I accidentally took the top of the. Um, Lily next to it off then. So I hit the stump and the axe sort of hit it and bounced back off it and went back up and took the fucking head off the plant next to it. So did did cat notice or did you just kind of set the tape it back on? I was just like she came back, I was like, I decapitated the lily, sorry. You are I mean she was you like, look you look so you look so tall compared to that bench in the background. Uh that's because that is a kid's bench. I did wonder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway ladies i can't post the picture online because you know it just it'd be too much so yeah i'm wetting myself as we speak <laughs> sharon off already uh. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes <laughs> but, yeah so how's the uh commissions and everything going um but really good. Um, very. I mean, I have got. I've got a board up here at the moment. I have one, two, three, four, five. So I've got seven on at the moment. Currently working on three. Yeah, but yeah, no, four. Hang on. Yeah, currently working on four. Uh, well, kind of five if you count one that I put to bed for a couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, it's it's going really well. I'll talk about the ones I've done so that everyone knows about them. Um, I just. Bit of an exciting day yesterday. 
I um I posted a couple of days ago. Um, I had a commission for a tiki robot. Now, so, I don't know about you, but I've got I had no idea what tiki was, so I do some research on it. And uh, basically, um, I, I was like, is that got anything to do with Moana? And those coconuts, those weird coconuts, and you know, uh, it's got blow darts. Aren't they something to do with tiki? And that was like my only frame of reference. Um, but uh, yeah, looking looking up. So yeah, I think he sent me some stuff to look at, and I read a bit about it. So I know I did. So I did this tiki robot, which he was really happy with. So last night, I was um, I was up quite late last night, about half past twelve, and I get a message through from um, a t from a uh, what do they call it a um, a, a, a web TV show is that what you call it? Like a, like a like web channel, right? And um, so it's, it's like a TV channel that they show on YouTube, you know, like a live TV. And they asked me if I would be interested um, being a guest on their show. And uh, it's based in California, and it's, they they run they they record. Or that it's live, the show's live, and they and they air it at 6 p.m. every Tuesday, Californian time, right? Which is yeah. 2 a.m. Wednesday morning. But they wanted to talk about, they wanted to interview me because they saw my Tiki robot. So I know you I were. replied, and I was like, <laughs> I told my Tiki. So I replied saying, I'd absolutely love to. However, I know nothing because it was a, it was a. Um, uh, it's a, it's based in a tiki bar. They talk about everything tiki. They have a wide music. They talk about cocktails, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I replied and I said, you know, I'd love to, but I know nothing about that. I have to do research just to destroy them. I know nothing about whatever tiki is apart from like weird coconut things in Moana. And oh, and I like rum, and that, that's about it. Uh, so I said, but you know. Uh, if, if you want to talk to somebody about um, drawing robots, then I can do that. And uh, they replied straight away and said, fantastic. How about next Tuesday? So, yeah. So next Tuesday or Wednesday morning at 2 a.m., um, I'll be on some kind of weird uh, YouTube live show based in California. Nice. Which is kind of exciting, but a little bit scary. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as I said, I, you know, I'm hoping I can't be able to, because they had a segment every week and they talk to, and it's all about tiki culture. So as I said, talk about, the first thing they talk about is cocktails. So obviously alcohol is a big part of tiki culture. Um, then they talk to, then they have a, a live band. Um, that, you know, they, they play a live track and then they have an art section and then they have books uh and then you know that kind of thing and food as well they have a barbecue going and um and yeah so i will be the art guest which is quite exciting <laughs> after i've drawn one thing yeah after one thing i've ever drawn this time to do a tiki they want to talk to me so you're going to be like that guy who went for an interview at the bbc who ended up on the news as an expert that he was <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it <laughs> I said write down things and really have a bit of fun with it. Like, what's your favorite, you know, tiki? I like chicken tiki, chicken tiki masala, you know, that kind of thing. It was really play on it. 
Uh, See, so, yeah, sometimes so sometimes I think I quite like to just have a thing where I draw things with people all day. Then I see your commission board and I'm just kind of like, glad I'm a mediocre artist. <laughs> um, you don't have to deal with some, any of this shit. <laughs> uh, the, the big one I'm working on at the moment, I'm not going to go into too many details, but it's character design. And um, uh, it's under the first stage of it, basically, as a, as a, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you, I can't remember when we last spoke and when I had the... Yeah, and I had the commission, um, but um, it's for a uh, it's for a, a company in America who do practical effects for movies and for concerts and things like that. And they want a mascot, a robot mascot. So uh, I'm started off, you know, I'm at the um, I'm at the brainstorm stage where I'm going to present a page full of um lots and lots of ideas of robots and you know how they have kind of characters they could be portrayed and how they could they want them kind of interact with their products you know like smoke like smoke machines and bubble machines and um that kind of thing um so and like confetti cannons and things so i'm at that stage at the moment but looking at their you know that whole that uh, was it eight five what's that the degrees of ken bacon thing Six degrees. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. We can always link up. I was going through their um their their Instagram page trying to see if I can if there's anything but I can say, yeah, well, I work with a company who've done this. And um yeah, they, they do a lot of stuff around Cooper in his stage shows. So I was quite chuffed with that. So I could say, you know, that there's there's a slight link for me there. They also do nice. stuff for WWF as well. Um, WWE, sorry. Uh, and um and Usher. True story. Wow. Yeah. I've heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. They did Brimful of Asher, didn't they? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um. So. So yeah. So it's yeah, very exciting at the moment. But I mean, that's that's my big one. That's what I'm trying to put most time in and. Trying to come up with ideas and you know varying robots and very you know it, it's a bit draining but yeah, yeah. it's good fun. Yeah. You'll be doing stuff for Alice Cooper directly at some point. Oh, that'd be nice. I was thinking of doing one version of a robot like so at the second stage they'll they'll pick what they want and then I'll um, adapt them. And um, I was thinking it would be quite cool. Uh, to maybe do one dressed as Alice Cooper, you know, just to, <laughs> you know, that, that'd be quite good. Maybe they're like, oh, yeah, 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 we know Alice Cooper, we'll get him to ring you. Kind of thing. <laughs> or they'll go, oh, shit, he's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy who applies for a job at a film magazine so you can meet famous people and start pitching films to him. <laughs> ah, shit, he's going to start reading song lyrics to him. <laughs> <laughs> I had this great idea. <laughs> Feed my Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. Uh, yeah, that's very cool. You'll be like, Gloucester's going to become like the unofficial hub, or Gloucestershire is going to become the unofficial hub for artists from like huge musicians. Oh, absolutely! Because you and Alice Cooper Wolf and yeah. Wolf Skull and um, Metallica. Yeah, and uh, pretty sure somebody who did stuff for Yes lived down round here as well. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, because Michelle's done stuff for Pink Floyd as well. Uh, she's she's a Pink, Pink, Floyd, Pink Floyd poster as well. Yeah, that's the one who did So What and uh, Get This Party Started and that one. That is, that's Pink Floyd, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, um, that, that's she, Pink she Floyd. Married, she married the chef. That's right, the one who was in the Lady Marmalade thing for Moulin Rouge. That's Pink that's Floyd, right? That's Pink Crackin'. Floyd, yeah. Cracking. <laughs> and Pink did The Wall and... Yeah, um, comfortably and covered that as a sister's song. That's that's yeah. the ones, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one. Somebody's <laughs> somebody's fucking just an aneurysm. Factually correct. Uh, my favourite thing about working at HMB was still the year Alexandra Burke released um, Hallelujah, having won the X Factor or whatever it was. So we played the. Um, Jeff Buckley. No, the original Leonard Cohen. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just two women walking through and one turned to the other one. Can't believe somebody's covered this song already. Fantastic. Fantastic. Is <laughs> that <Such> fine? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so still, I'm sure there's plenty of things I'm perfectly ignorant about, so. It was just the way they did it. <laughs> Maybe utter disgust that somebody would dare touch an Alexandra Burke song. But, but yes, still. But yeah, anything else been going on? Doing any drawing for fun? Well, oh, that's not enough for you. <laughs> um, uh, no, no quite frankly. Before, <laughs> as I said to you before, I haven't had time to pick up the sketchbook. Um, unfortunately. Um, and I really miss that. I really, really miss just getting my markers out. Yeah, I mean, I haven't got stuck into anything properly for ages. Like I say, Sunday, when I did that quick scribble for Draw Something Sunday, is the first time I've actually sat down to draw. Yeah. But kind of until the conservatory's done and the dining room's become Cat's office slash my studio, mm. been spending time like redecorating painting the painting i fucking hate painting walls that's <laughs> like it's amazing yeah. though you'll do so much fucking finesse fine detail on drawings but when it comes to paint just like fucking slap it on S- slap it on absolutely <laughs> so there's no oh, finesse you know to you painting a wall paint the radiator as well it's already half there you know <laughs> nobody looks anybody comes around and looks at the skirt and fuck them exactly why a skirting board's white i mean it's been different come on <laughs> Jesus, but yeah, so and you know, explain to her about layers and everything. So. Yeah. So, annoyingly, I painted on the wrong layer. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and uh, no, other than that, it's been I'm on two weeks now because we're in this weird wibbly wobbly timey thing where we're recording this and I'm still 41, but by the time it comes out, I'm going to be 42. Of course. Yes. Old dead bastard. <laughs> so yeah, I've been in the garden a lot. Weirdly, oddly excited about going to garden centers at the moment. Oh, oh, I'm not, thankfully I'm not there yet. I don't enjoy garden centers. Unless they've got reptile stuff, they might be interested. I don't, to be honest. It's kind of like, should we go get plants for the garden? It's like, they want fucking how much for that? Jesus. Yeah. We're only going to um, kill it. 
my, my wife is a very much like, oh, let's go get some hanging baskets. Oh, honestly, nah, it's okay. You can get those plastic ones. Well, I kind of want to do my bit and I want to get, because we've got those planters that we just let everything die in because we are not good gardeners and mm. we want to do those. Up. Plus, if we're going to have a conservatory, you probably want to look out onto a nice-ish garden, don't you? <laughs> Rather than, that's the tree we killed, that's the, <laughs> that's the shrubs we killed. I don't know how we killed those because we don't have to do anything to them, but we still manage. <laughs> I want to the- turn one of the planters into like flowers that are suitable for bees because there's that whole big bee yeah. thing at the minute and you know mm. i want to do my little bit so that i can self-righteously sit back and be like why did my fucking bit self-righteous bastard yeah I've, I've no leave me alone while there. i leave every electrical appliance yeah. plugged in and on yeah i've got a daisy out there i'm doing my job <laughs> like that prick who took the bus once <laughs> yeah i am um... <clears throat> We've got a bit of a herb garden going at the moment, which I mean, I dark because you know I'm required to my cooking. Um, in fact, I'll tell you another thing of getting old. Um, I've already kind of started my Christmas list this year, and do you know what? One item is on there. I really want a proper chef's knife. Um, mainly because mainly after watching Chef the other day. Yeah, I want those really cool ones with the little leather wallet. You know, all the ones in the wrap. You know what I mean? That you keep for the rest of your life. You're gonna lose a finger though. Oh, cool. yeah, absolutely. But that's all part of. That's all part. I mean, of I suppose at least you're cutting hands, also you're drawing hands, so it won't be off that hand. That's true. That is true. Yeah. So you know, they're they're expendable fine. fingers. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I want a really nice. It's because if it look, chefs, you know, you've got, I don't, you know, you've probably got a knife block with seven or eight different kinds of knives in there. Yeah, chefs only ever use one knife for everything. You know, I think that's quite cool. Just got an image of you eating with it. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting your potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Opening letters with it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we need that tree chopping down. Hang on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like Do you, you watch Bob's Burgers? Do you? Sorry. You don't watch Bob's, Bob's Burgers. Burgers? No, I used to. I sort of. Yeah. There's an episode in Bob's Burgers where he buys a very, very expensive Japanese knife. The same day where one of the other characters buys a very expensive hammer, so they decide to have a tool off, and end up fighting with a hammer versus a knife, and the hammer wins. But you have, you have to be there. It's quite a good episode. <laughs> I, mean, I went out and bought one axe. That was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed swinging that, apart from the blistery, blistery hands. <laughs> but no, I I kind of get the thing about having that. It's like um, well, it's not quite the same because it's pencils. But I saw an advert for some nice mechanical pencils in like a set. There was I think it's five or six of them. They're all different colours. Oh wow. Um, for about 30 quid and i was like oh yes but do they come with have you got refills of the leads as well yeah oh very nice uh, i think it was a hobby craft online exclusive but as with all online exclusives they're also on amazon yeah absolutely <laughs> so i'm not even sure if they were a decent make it just looked like a nice set i might have saved yeah. them to a wish list somewhere but but then I am also the prick who saw somebody with a like motorised rubber thing. 
thought getting me one of those. I haven't fucking really used it since. <laughs> uh, Koinor mechanical pencils. That sounds oh, right. Very nice. That's not hard to make. No, they got good reviews. Uh, yeah, you get six different ones, different coloured leads. Uh, red, blue, green, yellow, black, and brown. Again, I'm not entirely sure what I'd use the different colours for. But. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure about the yellow and if the yellow would even work. Because you'd have to press pretty hard to get a decent it's yellow. It's sort of like, it. it's sort of somewhere between a yellow and orange. Okay. The blue yeah. would be very good. Um, yeah. You know, you can turn off the, you know, scan them in, turn off your blue channel. Well, I bought a mechanical pencil that was blue and I just never used blue. It doesn't rub out right, so it pisses me off. Yeah. Well, no, the beauty of the blue, though, is because that's what you do all your guidelines and all your rough stuff in. Uh, you don't need to rub it out because you can scan it in and turn off the blue channel. Yeah. You should never turn off the blue channel. That's where the good <laughs> stuff is. That's true. <laughs> but, yeah, again, it's sitting in my uh, wish list for now until I've got my thing set up. Mm. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to have this thing in my mind. Once I've got everything set up, it's going to be like, now I'm fucking knuckling down. So I'll probably never touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still be sat in front of House of Games just doodling. That, that's the thing. Half when screaming set, at the telly. When I set, when I first set up mine, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I remember one Sunday, you know, I was putting all my books on the shelves and setting up my desk exactly how I want it. Brilliant, you know, oh, great. I've got, you know, it's quite early now. I might do some drawing downstairs. I go, yeah, turn the TV on. <laughs> it's all set up. It's perfect. I will never use this room again. Yeah. That's like before it became Jack's bedroom. I had my office upstairs. Yeah. So I could get some real shit done in this room. Never went in there again until it was Jack's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> but still, yeah. So. No, I must admit, I, if I'm working on something, like one of the comics or something, I do generally try and go somewhere alone and just focus on it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so easy to just chuck something on the telly, either a film you've seen loads of times or... Yeah. Is there no say. way you can watch that in the, in, in, on the desk in the office? No, I could probably yeah. put YouTube videos on or something on Netflix on my phone, but... yeah. It kind of defeats the point. I want a space where I can come in and just listen to music like I used to and draw. Mm. Like back when I was a kid, when I used to just borrow my dad's records and stick on Kind of Magic or Night at the Opera or one of his Beatles albums or whatever. Mm. Obviously, I won't be borrowing my dad's records anymore. I've got him. <laughs> to knock on his door. <laughs> yeah, that would go down well, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, we haven't spoken in about 10 years, but can I borrow your copy of Kind of Magic? <laughs> What's that? Fuck up. Yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> that no, then, is it? <laughs> but yeah, so it's. But yeah, no, I've got, like I say, other than the nerd strips, I've not had anything ongoing. Mm. That's probably the closest I've come to any proper drawing with air quotes. How so, many um, how many nerd strips have you got in the pipeline in, in the bag? Uh. I've got this Friday's and then one that's going out on Sunday because it's my birthday and it's Alan's birthday. So it's going to be a penguin crossover. Oh, awesome. Does he know about it? Yeah, I sent it to him to make sure he was cool with it. Awesome. 
So so by the time you hear this, it would have been out on Sunday. And then I haven't got the next lot ready. I tend to in my week off just try and get the next four done. Yeah. In one go kind of thing. But have you got? My, have you got? Um, so do you have the scripts already written? Uh, I've got like a, a joke book full of scripts. I don't write my scripts. I write them down as jokes and then work out yeah, how I'm going to yeah, do them on yeah. post-it notes. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, for Father's Day, the boys bought me a notebook that says Dad's joke book on it. So I've just been nice. writing jokes down in there as they come up. Yeah. And, um, there's a couple I've done. Once I've done them as strips, I've then thought, ah, oh, it would have been better if I'd done it that way. Like that one I posted this week, the ice cream one. Oh, I did, yeah, after yeah. I'd done it, think of a slightly better way that would have flowed. But... You live and learn. I can always change it for if I ever put them out as a book again. So, but yeah, it's a, it's been a, that's pretty much it comic wise for me. Otherwise, I'm not really feeling the whole comic thing at the minute. I enjoy reading them, obviously, but I think the, uh, I don't know, there's been drama recently in the world of the comics as well, aren't there? What with the, uh, Fort Bubble, Fort yeah. Bubble thing, which, I don't know. I was going to table it meanwhile, but because I think it's mostly meant to be outdoors. But even that, I'm just kind of like, I don't really want to be around that many people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me. I think I mentioned it before we press record. Um, yeah, I'm still not confident to do anything like that at the moment. I think I think I'm, I'm going to wait a little bit longer. Um, perhaps not even do it next year, and then just hit it hard. And you know, when I'm, hopefully everything's completely zeroed out, and you'd be like, yeah, now we'll do it. Now we'll start. You know, and then well, book up for loads of them. Yeah, I had an email from Thought Bubble about possibly expanding my table because I've got half a table, but they've offered me an extra thing, and I need to get back to them. Hmm. But part of me well, is kind of like, I'm not even sure if I want to do Thought Bubble this year. Yeah, partly because of this, and partly because. I don't know. I just. So the fact I don't know that, if I'm ready um, for thought bubble. If, the fact that I, they want to offer you more table, a bigger table, does that mean that they're low on numbers? I don't know. I, I didn't I, mean that as an insult, by the way. No, <laughs> I imagine they must, that they must be desperate. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Like we've only got this one guy left. <laughs> Fuck. We um, would like to offer you a whole tent. No, I messaged. Yeah. Would you like to be our guest slash? Yeah. Um, no, I when I applied and they said that I'd got a half table, I was like, if a extra half table becomes available, I would quite like to, because Cat was oh, going to go see. with me. Yeah. So I'm guessing either somebody's decided they're not going now, so they're now offering that up to people. But I probably left mm. it so long to get back to me. But like I say, I just I'm not feeling it. I think mm. I don't think I want part of the thing of doing Thought Bubble was less about selling comics and more about just getting the thought bubble experience yeah and 100 percent nothing against thought bubble as an event but i don't think i'm going to get that experience this year right which you're, is part you're of gonna things, get that. You're gonna i also yeah well i just think it's going even if the numbers drop right down there's still going to be a fairly sort of the pandemic's going to be hanging over it even if people are like i don't give a fuck way yeah no, I totally agree. I think, again, I don't want to go into it too much. I think the Frank Miller thing's thrown a bit of a funky vibe over the event. I think it'll largely have passed by that point, but I think there will yeah. still be a little bit of a hangover from that. Um, I just, like I say, we cancelled troops. I can't really be like, I don't feel safe doing my own event, but I'll go to other people's. Mm. It seems a bit 
Have you, is that, oh, we haven't announced that on here yet, have we? About um... We talked about it last time with Steve, and oh, then okay. I did the official announcement. Because hmm. people in a couple of groups were starting to say about, you know, roll on Feb, and I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to let them know that it's not happening. Yeah. So, plus, by this point, I don't think we could do it. Even if everything went ahead as normal, I don't think we're in a position because we usually have a good year and a bit run up because we start yeah. prepping the next one before the previous ones even happen. Yeah. So, so like, you know, 2020 was being prepped before 2019 had actually happened. It's just the basic foot kind of thing, foundations of it. But still, it's a lot of run up. And if we can't do it well, why do it? The last yeah, thing you want well, is well, people come away and be like, I'm glad it happened, but it wasn't the best, was it? Yeah. And, uh, yeah I totally agree. Uh, a few people asking if we can go back to the race course. I'm just like, no. <laughs> like, for one, that fucking place crippled us financially. Mm. So we barely yeah. scraped by as it is, which is fine, because I don't do it for the money. But I'm not going from being it up pretty much affordable position to bankrupt in myself to go back to the race course plus fuck the race course mm. perfectly happy to give our weekend away and then claim i'd never raised the reservation when i fucking know i had <laughs> just mm. dicks man. how can you rely on a venue like that yeah that as soon as a bigger boy comes in is gonna be like yeah we'll just sweep his one away and I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think the, uh, the hotel was a better event. I really, I thought it was, you know. I think it's more event. the kind of vibe we're going for with the event. Yeah. It's more intimate. It's more focused. It's it's sort of what I imagine Comic Cons to be when you used to read about them in the letters pages of comics or whatever. Plus, you've kind of got that more of a festival feel about it. Well, less especially because. You know, the fact that a lot of the people are staying at that hotel as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I know, in, you know, me and you had that, have the um, tradition where we'll go out with the art system night before and in the, the, you know, actually in the same event in the, in the venue. Yeah. I quite like that, you know, personally, I think, you know, I really like that's that. Kind of, of, that's kind of, that's our sort of, thing. that's our little payoff for doing it kind of thing. The thing yeah. that's, I mean, it's not for us, but it is on a purely selfish level. It's just something nice for us to be able to hang out with these mm. people and talk to them and get the general chat you won't get because you're either behind your table on the vent day or we're both fucking running around putting out fires yeah or not putting out fires that makes it sound like this disaster's going off everywhere but just but we are yeah absolutely. you're constantly um, like you're putting I mean, out fires before they happen kind of thing you're just constantly running around to make sure everything's running smoothly we're managing it is the best way so, to do it yeah if you go to an event yeah. and you see the organisers standing around for a couple of hours just having a laugh, you, you know yeah, it's... There's something wrong. Because, <laughs> I mean, I stand around and chat to people for a bit, but you're constantly being kind of like, you know, anyway, it was nice to see you, but i got to go. <laughs> mm. Oh, kind yeah. I mean, you've got you to welcome everybody, you know. You've yeah. got to let your presence known. But, but yeah, so... But still, it's... Uh, which I'm, I'm in that weird thing at the minute where I miss it, but at the same time, I don't miss the headache and mm. the hassle and everything else that goes with it. It's quite nice to just be like focusing on me stuff kind of thing. So 
when it when it became clear when when you're definitely gonna you know gonna do it in twenty twenty three when you're gonna start organizing it when would you start looking into it? Well, I mean, this winter's the big testing point. So sort of yeah. by what would be troops um, next year, they should hopefully have a better idea of where we're at. But if there's any kind of uncertainty, it's going to be the same case again of wait and mm. see. Do some casual prepping. But again, I'm kind of thinking maybe we go a different way. Maybe we don't, you know, we invite guests, but we don't have like, these are our guests. These are the tables. Maybe we just, it all sort of bleeds into one thing. So you have mm. like, like Collins, but you don't make as much fuss about that. As it's just all kind of thing. I think, well, as we learned from the Frank Miller thing, there's, pra- there's pitfalls to having guests. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think Mike Collins is okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm <laughs> I wasn't saying. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, well, you look course, at the lakes yeah. a couple of years ago where they had an all-white guest list. Did they? Okay. Which, as an organizer, it's not that you specifically target all-white people. Of, it's of course, the, it's just it ended up like that. It's yeah. who agrees to come, kind of thing. Who see, even sees your emails? Mm. After time, especially for an event like us where we're not going through agents, we don't have a booking agent of our own who can get in touch no. with people. I'm not saying that's an excuse, but I'm just saying if you sort of don't make a fuss at the guest list kind of thing, because we have, mm. if you actually look away from the guest list, we have a really good mix of cultures and people. And this is such a fine line to walk, and I'm aware that, isn't it? Yeah, but everything i say is meant with good intention um but yeah so we have a lot of diverse creators of both male female ethnic background general life backgrounds um i think the that mix is there is but i think if you yeah if you highlight a guest list that's what people focus on yeah and that's the other thing it's like It'd be nice to try an event where you have guests, but you don't necessarily put so much focus on the guests. Not that we have ever particularly done that anyway. Mm. I mean, I know that they're your selling point. That's why you book your Frank Millers or your Jim Lees or they're a name that people are going to be like, fucking cool. Or in one case, be like, shit, no. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you an idea that, you know, that something that could happen would be TV stars? in the case of yeah absolutely who's that what's his what's his name andrew what's his andrew lee potts is andrew lee yeah. potts andrew lee potts him? and a stuffed orco oh my god yeah oh and you've got to get somebody who's got a car that looks a little bit like lightning mcqueen so they put eyes on it yeah also when he's just got a normal vw camper van and then they painted it like the mystery machine that's it or a set of old double doors that they've just written dead inside on them yeah as a walking dead experience <laughs> Which again, if that's your event, that's all cool. And if that's the shit you love, that's the shit you love. Fair enough. Been one where a summer once where they it was basically just a normal everyday truck, and someone had painted the Avengers characters on the back, and that was there as, a, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a, one of the main guests. I think we got offered that one year. Yeah. Really? Sure we did. <laughs> Possibly the same year we got offered Wigfield and uh, the Cheeky Girls. Whoa, 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 whoa! We got offered Wigfield. I know. I didn't even reply. We couldn't afford her. 
We don't have but, Wakefield. Money. But imagine the evening, dude. We can just get it to sing Saturday night, like, over, over and over and over again. It'd be great. Well, like the episode of Ghosts, where they were dancing to it on repeat the other <laughs> Oh, my God. That's the funniest programme. Well, we'll talk about that later, because... That's my love at the moment, Ghosts. We're, yeah, having binge-watched the first series, one, it, we let them all record and build up. Yeah, we did Because a couple well. of people yeah. have been like, oh, it's, it's not as good as I hoped it'd be. So we sort of let them build up. Yeah. And then when series two all dropped in one go, we watched them all in a day. So this one, we're staggering them. So I think we're about halfway okay. through. No, yeah, we binged it all last Friday night. <laughs> the last yeah. Series. We're just trying to... The one where they were camping, where she's dunking... She's like, you're going to dunk the biscuits? Like, I can do. And he's like, dunk it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest fucking line. The delivery yeah. of it, just the way he did it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a... Uh... So, yeah, that's sort of... Yeah, sorry. Where yeah. we're at with the Comic-Con, anyway. We will get on to what we've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> but, like I say, it's just... I don't envy any event organiser that has to deal with any kind of controversy. I know yeah. some bring it on themselves, but I think some of it is a genuine. When you think the reason, and I'm not defending this... anyone or accusing anyone of anything on this either. Yeah. But uh, I mean, everybody knows of... that I'm not a Frank Miller fan anyway, so I wasn't fussed on seeing him. So him not being there was no skin off my nose. Yeah, but um, you know, people don't like this. People don't do this for the money. People don't organise events. Well, okay, maybe some people do, but like oh, yeah, some people events, do. Some the smaller do. events isn't for money. You know, they do it for a love of comics, a love of the the whole industry, and you know, the, and yeah, it, it's a bit sad. If, you know, you can end up branded certain things just for wanting to do it. You know, it, yeah. I mean, like I say, I don't know the full story because I largely didn't want to get involved mm. and I don't I have an opinion of sorts but at the same time it's not my fight kind of thing not that that sounds like I'm passing it off but you know what I mean it's not I who am I to say how somebody should feel about something just because I don't feel it kind of thing yeah and at the same time who am I to instantly be like you know yeah fuck that guy it's it's a complicated issue. It's like this whole fucking thing where everybody turned on Matt Damon recently, or again. Why did they? Because um, he said that he'd stopped using the F word, as in the slur against homosexual people. Okay. You know, in the way that it was thrown around at school shitloads when we were at school. Yeah. As, as in, as in the, the, the butchers haggis. As in what we buy. call a cigarette as well. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Matt Damon, because he's from Boston, where they like throw that word around a lot. He'd said yeah. he'd said in an interview that he'd stopped using it since his teenage child had told him that it's not suitable to use that. So he basically expressed growth. Yeah. But because people don't look at the fact he'd grown, people are like, yeah, he threw that fucking slur around. And again, I'm not. A gay person, I'm not in that. Oh, what? Because he used to use it. Because he used to use it. It's a bit like when Liam Neeson said that that whole thing about he went looking for a black man to any yeah, black man after his friend was attacked. Yeah. And again, it's kind of like you probably shouldn't be telling that story, Liam. I get what you're doing. You're talking about growth, mm. and that, that's not the person you are now, and that's how you learn. Well, you learn an important lesson about that. So kind everyone of completely missed the point and jumped on. Yeah. And yeah, but all anybody hears is, is Matt Damon throws around the f word. Mm. And it's like, again, I, I'm not 
in a minority where I would be offended by his use of that. But at the same time, but it's fucking media, isn't it? It's not it so much absolutely the media. It's the way yeah. it's it's the way it's picked it's, up. It's, they're making the issues. They are basically. They're, yeah, they're pointing their fingers, and everyone is kind of you know daily mail readers are it's clickbait. Yeah, it's, it's to, yeah, they're ruining people's lives so that they can get a couple more clicks on the adverts because they don't even sell newspapers anymore. It's all clickbait. It's yeah, I mean, there are people who deserve it, Harvey Weinstein and yeah, the likes. But I don't know. It's this whole witch hunt thing that makes me with Twitter, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. It's fucking Twitter. <laughs> But, and again, that's not to say we're defending or picking on anyone. Mm. <laughs> like I say, life is complex, I think. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's too far too complicated to even talk about. <laughs> yes. Either way, you're going to piss off one group, so. <laughs> and I've pissed enough people off online recently, so. I need a Twitter break. I'm getting angry with. Who have you, who have you been fighting with on Twitter? Oh, no one. I got, without naming names, somebody relaunched a Kickstarter that had already been funded once. Oh, OK. Yeah. So I sort of raised the question about that. Which sort that of, person? Uh, no, because I don't follow that person. I've blocked that person. Okay. Uh, other than people sharing things that person does, I don't see it. Hmm. But um, yeah, and then I sort of. Oh my god! So I just typed in. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make a photograph and send this to you. Hang on. Okay. I just I went to type in. Um, can you just remind me of something? I've just typed in Kickstarter into Google, and I typed it in wrong. And you've got. I've just discovered the most amazing thing. Hang on, I'm gonna take a screen grab and send it to you. <laughs> and yes, then. Yesterday, I shared my opinion about Kickstarter fulfillment services and people who use them. Oh, but right, I, yeah. I won't back their campaigns if they're using them. Cause... But I worded it in a slightly more angry way than I probably should have done. So I'm an asshole, mm. but I didn't mean to come across as quite as much an asshole. But some people were kind of like, no, I see your point, and that's up to you mm. kind of thing. Here's why I use them. And I was like, that's fair enough. That's That's on you, but I'm just not keen on... It's like, hey, I'm giving you my information. I'm not keen on you then passing my information on to somebody else. Um, plus, I'm just way too anal to use a fucking fulfillment service. I just, until everything was sent out, I wouldn't rest easy. You know what I'm like. Uh, lick start. <laughs> <laughs> Pussycat panties for you and all your girlfriends. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, me chuckle. I like the all your girlfriends. Yeah, all of them. It's like you're on something called Lickstarter. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Worrying yeah, though. In the feed that goes from that picture of me with an axe. <laughs> to Lickstarter. To you sharing a thing for Lickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't help ourselves. <laughs> oh. Let's move on. <laughs> yes, good idea. Shall we talk about movies? Yeah, fuck it. So, you told me to watch a film and I asked you to watch a film. Yes. So you let's do first. those first. Yes, so you, you asked me to watch The Dead Don't Die. Dead Don't Die, which, uh, well, it's got Bill Murray in it. 
I thought, come on, it's Bill Murray. Um, now, I can't work out whether you told me to watch it because you think I'd like it or because no, you I didn't don't like it. Specified. You didn't. You I just did, said, have I, you seen it? And you wouldn't yeah, tell me I anything did, about your opinion on I, it until I'd seen it. That's absolutely correct. I'm really hoping we're in the same boat on this one. Go on. It's not Claire, good, is it? It's, you are. it's not good, is it? It is. Oh, I can believe it. I watched it thinking, what the fuck's going on here? Yes, like, absolutely. It's right from the beginning when they start breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, that felt really fucking forced, especially when later on when they're like, he gave you the full script. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But it's right at the beginning when, when they're talking. I had to rewind it because I didn't quite catch what they said. Oh, what's this song? It's called The Dead Don't, Don't Die. Yeah, why do I know it? It's the theme tune. It's the theme yeah, tune. It's the theme tune. It's like, what? Well, hang on a minute. And then the little things where it's like the Star Wars stuff. It's like, oh, because he was Kylo Ren. It's just, I don't know. It's. And when he parks his little smart car and you can hear a, a, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a TIE fighter, isn't it? Yeah. It's Which is pretty much the only thing that's ever made those little smart cars look cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just an odd film. It's. I wouldn't say it was bad. It's just... Uh. <laughs> if I could never be a professional reviewer because if I had to give my review on that, it's like you've got two minutes to talk about this film. We're just like... Uh. <laughs> And then oh, Tilda Swanson character. Yeah. So what was she? She was a ninja undertaker. A Scottish ninja undertaker. A Scottish ninja undertaker. Right, we may do spoilers for Dead Don't Die, so if you don't want to hear them, yeah. skip on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just nothing seems to happen. I'm kind yeah, of done with zombie good. movies anyway. But yeah. I did kind of think, well, maybe this has got something different, but it's just like... But it riffs on like, things um, and then lets you know it's riffing on them. And... Yeah, it's like like the car. You have that little family, that, that those kids that um, sto- stayed at the motel. And they had one. Didn't they, when they drove in George Romero's car or something like that. Yeah, one, like the one from um, Night of the Living Dead. Or the same make. Yeah. Same yeah. model. And then you had them and like, they were kind of like, right at the beginning they were introduced. And you thought, oh, this is going to go somewhere. And then they just ended up dying. Like halfway through, and it's like, well, you're not doing anything then, you know. What happened to the and, three kids and, in the detention centre? I must have missed something. I think, didn't they look out of a window and something was happening and that was it? Didn't they sneak they out and then I don't know what happened to them? I don't know. I thought, I assumed I just missed a scene somewhere. No, I don't think anything really happened. I thought that kind of fizzled out as well. It's just, I don't know, I have a hit and miss thing with Jim Jarmusch movies anyway. But it's like the the ones I think I've enjoyed, I've never gone back to. Mm. Kind of like, did I actually enjoy it, or was it just in that you know, it's low budget indie, therefore it must be good because I'm a you know film douchebag at the moment. <laughs> yeah. well, it's indie, darling. It's got to be good. You don't want to be watching your big budget shit. <laughs> this is cinema. It's a fuck this off. is culture. This is. <laughs> yeah one turtleneck away from being an absolute dickhead. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, I like the cast, I, but it was just, I don't know. Like saying, any time it was doing something, it was like, yeah, we're doing this that was in this film. Yeah, exactly that. It was just kind of pointing the finger at itself and, you know. Uh, it's just fucking bizarre. 
for her. And like I said, I didn't know whether it was supposed to be funny. When they break the fourth wall, am I then no longer invested in what happens to these characters? Mm. It's just, yeah. Weird uh, one. All right, then. I, because I discovered that it's on Disney Plus, I recently rewatched Deep Rising, yeah. which is a film that I caught on Sci Fi Channel in the early 2000s when I lived in that flat with Gary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I fucking love that. It's like tremors at sea. You see, now, I'd never heard of it before. Absolutely. That one completely escaped me. I didn't never didn't even know it existed. See, it's very much the kind of movie, though, that you at university would have been like, you fucking seen this. You've got to watch it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what what did you think? I fucking loved it. Sweet. I was about to hang up. (laughs) I I thought it was was stupid. It was very much a B-movie. But it was like, but also though, those special effects, they they'd um, they'd stand up today. Yeah. You know, the, the 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 whatever they were called, the the weird tentacly things that look like crossing an octopus and those things from Stranger Things. We we'll call it a sea graboid. Sea graboid, love it. Yeah, the sea the sea graboids. Um, Again, yeah. we might do spoilers for Deep Rising as well, but it's from 1998, so <laughs> so it's 23 years ago, man. Just fuck off. <laughs> so, did you like be... the thing at the end? Do you know what the island is supposed to be at the end? It was. It's not Skull Island. It's meant it. to be Skull Island. It was meant to lead into a King Kong remake. Oh, really? So that was King Kong on its way, was it? it that's sort. Of, obviously, they couldn't because it's two studios. Yeah. They couldn't actually directly uh, do it but that was what was being hinted at that they were on skull island so it was going to be those monsters that live on that or oh, creatures, okay i see yeah yeah okay i did oh no i did wonder that i did think of the first time i watched it, it i had no fucking clue because i yeah only had vague memories of um king kong at that point mm. um but yeah no i watched i discovered that was on i was like i can't watch it in the afternoon because the kids were alone so i saved <laughs> it for the evening but i did watch the mummy instead which yeah. is the same director. I'd forgotten that, how much fun that 1999 Mummy movie is. Is that the Brendan Fraser one? Yeah. Mm. That's such an enjoyable movie. Apparently Jungle Cruise is pretty much the mummy on a river. Oh, is it? So, but I really like that film. I think because yeah. I've never seen the third one, but the second one's a bit meh. Is, best. Okay, is one of the, which one is set in London? Is that the second one? Part of the beginning of the second one, they start in London. And um, there's zombies on the double decker bus. Yeah, or mummy zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah mummy zombies. Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, yeah. So I think because the second one's sort of mediocre at best, hmm. I think that has sort of tarnished my memory of the first one. But I was like, no, nah, Deep Rising's on. I'm going to watch the Mummy, then I'm going to watch Deep Rising, then I'm going to watch Tremors, which I never actually made it to Tremors. But... Yeah. I could watch Tremors. In, in my basis. head, I watch Tremors. Tremors is one of those movies that if it's on, no matter where it is, I will watch it. Yep. The end. It's like, it could be yep. the last 10 minutes. I'm like, fuck it, I'm in it. <laughs> so I remember exactly what happened before this. But yeah, no. Um, so yeah, I did that. and Because I wanted to watch Deep Rising for ages, but the DVD is ridiculously expensive. I don't know why I don't own it. Mm. It's one of those movies that I just, for whatever reason, never actually bought. I think possibly partly because I didn't want to watch it again in case it wasn't as good as I remembered it being. It's it's really odd because um, there's two characters in there that are so B movie, 
you've got the the basic the both of the captains of the ships. Um, you've got the 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 the, the goody captain, if you like. He, Trick Williams. He is so B movie. But Trick Williams also, is great. I love Trick Williams. He's in the Phantom as well. There's the bad oh, guy. He's superb okay. in that. More on that stuff later. Yeah, and also the, the the guy with the glasses who spoiler alert who ends up being oh the guy who designed the, the ship yeah him with his with you know the guy where he is again he is the so one that Hannibal Lecter had for dinner oh was that him yeah oh, okay the, the old friend he had for dinner Doctor Jules oh. with some fava beans or was it, no that was a no that, that was that was a different one that was a census taker oh, okay but. Yeah, you know he's the bad guy, though, because it's him. <laughs> you're like, if you're not the bad guy, you're against <laughs> some smarmy prick who's involved somehow. Yeah, and you're all going to die really horribly. But it's from that also, era okay, awesome creature features. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's only one thing that doesn't particularly sit right with me. It's the guy who's also in the mummy was... is the mechanic the on the boat. Oh, um, right, okay. The bit yeah, with his yeah. girlfriend. It just... It doesn't feel. Um, it feels a little bit cheap. You never see her die, do you? No, because I always thought, oh, does she does she pop up again at the end? But obviously yeah. the thing got her. That one just felt a little bit. I, I didn't get the. I didn't get the bit with the. Um, uh, okay, the leader of the of the group of the the, the terrorist group. The, the robbers. You call them. The, the Hans Gruber of the film, as you were. The Hans Gruber of the film. The, the guy where he's basically he's half digested by the monster and yeah. he asks for the gun. Yeah. I didn't get that. Why did he waste his one bullet? I know he didn't know. He didn't know he had bullet. one bullet. Yeah, but why did he shoot at the other guy? Because he wanted to kill him. Why? Because they weren't friends. He didn't like him. I think yeah. he thought if he was dying, he was going to take that fucker out too. Oh, okay. I didn't realise he'd wasted his one bullet. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, I... I didn't quite get that bit. I was a bit odd. I think because he'd been winding him up the whole time, pretty much. Yeah, I see. So it's like, oh, you're fun going down, you're going down with me, kind of thing. Uh, I see. I love those 1998 navigation computers where he's playing solitaire on it. Or no, he's gambling <laughs> yeah. on it, isn't he? Yes, he is, yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> it was such an innocent time. <laughs> but... But no, like I say, Deep Rising's on Disney Plus. So if you've got Disney Plus, I highly recommend. I was so excited when I found it was on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Straight away watched that. So, but yeah, and then other than that, I've not watched many films because again, I've been busy with doing the house stuff. Mm. So I've watched a couple of new things. I watched Black Widow. I can't remember that we talked about that last time. Or not. I think we did. I think I've got it. I've got Black Widow written down here as well. I think we have spoke about that last, last what, time. What did you think? Um, I, I, I'm going to have to watch it again, I think. Um, uh, I, I really liked David Harbour's character. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't remember much of it. It's one of those films where it kind of it didn't really stay with me. No, I mean... There's stuff involving kids at the beginning, which instantly yeah. is a thing for me. Um, but I also think that sort of after Endgame, everything feels like a little bit of an anticlimax, even with this year and a bit break. Mm. Everything's, plus, it's like we're just sort of tying up a character that we already know what happened to him in the previous film. Mm. And now we're going back, so I'm not really invested in it. 
I don't know. It's like watching Aliens after you've seen Alien 3. Yeah. Except Aliens is an amazing movie. Mm. Aliens is an amazing movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know what's going to happen to the characters that you're investing in. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Alien 3 is a good movie. It's just unfortunate that it undoes everything I'd already invested. Mm. But I don't know. Again, I think I need to see it again, but it didn't have that. Marvel enjoyment. There's a couple of Marvel films that I'm not. I'm glad I've watched them, but I'm not that bothered if I never see them again. Have you watched all the Loki yet? Yeah. I haven't yet. I've, I've, I've struggled I've, with the TV series. Did you watch One Division? I watched One Division, and I've also seen Falcon Winter Soldier as well. See, I really liked One Division, but again, there's very little in One Division Vision that I'm fussed about going back to. Yeah. Um, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier just felt a little bit plodding. Yes, like, this is a really good two-hour movie, but because you've got six hours, mm. it's gonna drag off eat a bit. It's just, you know, we came for the buddy cop thing, and I thought the villain was weak in it. I didn't, I didn't think she was a very good actress. Mm. It felt a little bit like she was just reading lines off a cue card. Mm. I'm sure she wasn't. I'm sure there's people who think otherwise, but, and I'm sure she's good in other things, but it just felt a little bit. I am the villain and this is my mission. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, it's probably not a bad performance. It's probably just how she delivered it. And that's just how it came across to me. But I'm not saying I could do any better in the role <laughs> by any means. And now we've got Elaine from Seinfeld. Well, I'm sure you're in the universe. Yeah, I'm going to have to put spoilers up for the MCU now as well. Oh, shit. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but she appears twice because she's also in... She's also in Black Widow as well. Gonna have to put spoilers up for that too. Oh, sorry everybody. It's in the scene at the end, the mid-credit oh. scene. Oh well. No, we'll to be to fair, this, fine. if if people care about it, they would have seen it by now, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if I'm excited about Eternals or Shang Chi. Shang Chi looks a little bit generic. No, I'm really looking forward to seeing Shang Chi. See, I think um, I was just hoping for something a little bit more 70s kung fu movie. Mm. I've not read like all of the comics, but I've read a few of them like that I just had in a bargain bin or something mm. when I was younger. I don't think I even have them anymore because I was never a big Marvel guy. I think I just read them because they were there sort of thing. Yeah. Um, in fact, it might have been somebody at school had some that I read. Um, fuck knows. Anyway, but yeah, it just it feels a little bit. Yeah, like I say, generic kind of thing where it could have been sort of a modern Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, um, kind of old school 70s Japanese kung fu movie. Yeah, mm. but like I say, I, I will watch it. I just, again, I think after Endgame. Yeah, I think because they're building you... a new phase. Mm hmm. And there's still characters in that that I'm keen to see what happened next kind of thing. I think Doctor Strange is the big one I'm waiting for. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be, basically, that's going to launch the new, um, the, the, the new big storyline, apparently, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. But then multiverses kind of take away a little bit of jeopardy, I think. Because mm. now you're kind of, well, Tony Stark's dead, but we can just grab one from that timeline. Sort of thing. So, I don't know. 
like I say, I'm sure I'll be into it again. I'm just... But isn't it odd that because DC are also doing a bit of a multiverse thing, aren't they? Well, yeah, I think DC are doing it because they're kind of like, we got a fucking mess on our hands here and I don't know how we can. Mm. So I think now they can go because they did it before on the Flash TV series. Yeah, yeah. Because they pulled in the Flash from the 90s TV series and that sort of thing. So they've sort of done bringing things into canon from old. Hmm. Which is kind of a good way to resell your old product. <laughs> it really is. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It feels a little bit, and they tied Superman Returns into it by bringing Brandon Wraith back as Superman. Oh, okay. Well, Which well, I was all I for. I like Brandon Wraith as Superman. I think in... An alternative Superman, I'll take it, I don't know much. Well, they sort of do the Kingdom it. Come Superman with him. So okay. the Superman Returns timeline sort of leads into a king version, him becoming a Kingdom Come sort of version. Mm. So the Joker's blown up the Daily Planet offices, so Perry, Jimmy, Lois have all died. And what I really like about that is instead of being like, you know, all oh, that would be the thing that makes Superman dark. Mm. Hi, Zack Snyder. Um, they <laughs> actually have it that, you know, he doesn't become a dark Superman. He becomes the Kingdom Come Superman, but he's still the Superman that you know, a beacon of hope Superman. Oh, OK. Because nothing fucks me off more than like, you know, ooh, dark Superman. This is the thing that would push him over. It's, like, it's not. That's, you don't get Superman. That's why I've got no interest in that fucking game. Um, the Injustice one that everybody flipped their fucking lid over. Yeah, no, me neither. This whole it's, thing of like making play, Superman like... the villain so you can make Batman cooler. Like Batman's yeah. already fucking cool. We don't need to. It's like, how about we keep making Superman cool as well? Because let's face it, Marvel successfully did it with Captain America. Because mm. Captain America is essentially Superman. That's how you do Superman. They did it with Wonder Woman as well, with the first one. But that was the best Superman movie that they've made put out from DC in a long time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna get on my Superman thing now. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. So what else have you been watching? I, annoyingly, I keep a list of all the ones I watch within a month, but I don't keep a list of the ones between podcasts. So I apologise if I repeat any. I won't remember anyway. You're okay. Um, so next one I've got on my list, and I did mention it to you. I, I watched Snowpiercer. Ah, uh, yeah, you did. Um, Still not watched uh, it. Again, yeah, kids. Yeah, there, there is a kid element to it, but I like that kid element. Um, I think it's quite clever and quite dark. Um, yeah, see, dark and kids, not. <laughs> it's um, you don't, yeah, um, yeah. I I I find it quite quite cool. But so. I know what's meant to be with them. They're like in the engine, aren't they? They are basically. They're, they're used for if there's any parts that are used up, they go in there and they manually. Yeah, they take part. They're components of the engine. They, they kind of yeah take take up roles in the engine to actually keep the engine going. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, <laughs> the thing <laughs> thing with Snowpiercer is it's a fun. I personally, I I read the um, the description of what it's going to be like, and I thought, yeah, this is fantastic. I've got to watch this. And it is a really, really good for me. A really good idea. Um, I love the idea of like a, basically a gigantic train. So if the synopsis is um, due to a fuck up, um, the Earth, where we were trying to solve the the, the, the global heating um, crisis, 
we ended up causing a massive ice age. And the last remaining people are now on a gigantic, I can't remember the exact measurements, but basically a train that travels, that loops the world um, in, I think it's 2.3 years. So it will do a loop of the world in 2.3 years or something like that, which is, you know, um, or, yeah. And um, this train has like a class system. So a bit like the Titanic. So right at the back, you've got the... Um, <laughs> What? Just, a, just a bit like the Titanic. Nothing else in life has a class system. <laughs> no, it's just it, a bit like right. a British rail train. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, it is. Okay, fair, good point. Like any other train in the world. Just because there's ice involved. <laughs> um, Instantly, you got Celine got, like, Dion in the back of your head. <laughs> you've got all the the, the kit. You've got all the um, uh, the big window money right at the back. And as you go along, and they're all like kept in like cages and things like that. And as you go along towards the front of the cage, um, you get the other classes. And because uh, they, so they make so they, the characters basically that they try to uh, hijack the, the train. So they travel from the back to the front. And I love it. It's a great idea. Um, really interesting. But it is such it, i've never seen a film with so many plot holes as it goes through you're thinking but how did if they're not on a train how has that happened who how laid the tracks well that's kind of slightly explained okay but for instance for instance they go through the, the butcher's cart and there's all because they, they eat yeah I'm gonna, I've, I've got to spoil it so easily and you think well, they've got all these chickens hanging up but where are the chickens kept how are they growing chickens how are they growing cows they're all those all these cow bodies but there's no farm you know perhaps there's a farm carriage you just haven't seen no but you yeah <laughs> but you know it's just a bit you know yeah that, that bit was a bit odd um but the, yeah so this the idea of that was i thought was great there's actually a tv series and yeah it's got, um... try, i'm tempted to try that out because it might do the idea a little bit better it's but, a detective uh, show the tv series isn't it it's... oh is it I think no, I don't know. The one guy's brought up to help solve a murder. Certainly the first series, anyway, from what I remember of the synopsis. Oh, are, are you yeah. sure you're not thinking of a Miss Marple thing or a Poirot? Isn't there no. a Poirot with the wings no. on the train? Oh, there might be. There probably is a Miss Marple as well. There's probably a murder she wrote as well. There's probably several yes. things. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I'm sure it's like a he's a detective oh. or something, or he was a policeman. Yeah, I the bet guy you... who was in. Um, Blackish and Hamilton. Can't think oh, of his name, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, what have I watched? Have you got Amazon Prime? Yes. Watch Boss Level. Boss Level. Okay. It's got uh, Frank Grillo in it and Mel Gibson. He's what, basically. Yeah. He's stuck in like a time loop where he keeps reliving the same day over and over again. But it's Groundhog um, Day Styley. Groundhog Day But um, yeah, so he gets killed every day. There's people trying to kill him. Yeah. And it's. Is um, it a comedy or is it? It's one of those like stupid fun action movies. Mm, okay. I, I yeah. really fucking enjoyed it. It's uh. I've been looking forward to watching it for a while. I was I'd seen a trailer I think last year. It finally dropped mm. on Amazon Prime, and I was like, "Fucking watching that!" Okay, um, no, I'll give that a go. 
But yeah, watch the trailer first. It'll give you an idea of the film. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah. What else did I watch? I've watched The Kid Detective, which is a film with um, Adam Brody in it. The one who was in, I want to say The O.C., but I never watched it. So it might not have been that. Um, he's also in Shazam. He's one of the other Shazam superheroes. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's basically, you know, like the kids movies where you've got a kid in a treehouse running a detective agency in his little <laughs> yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. basically that, but it's him having grown up, having failed to sail, uh, solve the biggest crime that was a, li- a girl that had gone missing. So it's mm. basically him as a oh, okay. 30-something washed-up detective, still working as a detective. So it's mm. kind of like what happens at the end of that kids movie. Um, it's a it's a weird film, but I really enjoyed it. Well, it's probably not that weird, to be fair. It's just, there's times when you're like, is this a comedy? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's on Sky Movies. I watched that. And um, uh, I watched a film with the kids, which was standard family movie Netflix shit called The Sleepover. Okay. It was fine. Could have done with being a little bit shorter, but Daniel enjoyed it. So that was the main thing. And I watched Ghost for the first time since I was at school because you couldn't <laughs> watch Ghost at school because if you watched a Patrick Swayze film at school, you was the F word that Matt Damon doesn't use anymore. Okay. <laughs> you remember didn't, the 90s. Didn't we have a teacher who was absolutely obsessed with Patrick yeah, Swayze? Yeah, teacher. We were, um, yeah. Anytime that we watched a film at school, it was generally Dirty Dancing. Dirty if it was yeah. her class. She loved the Swayze. <laughs> Was that Mrs. Was that Miss, Mrs. Carter? Fuck knows, I can't remember. There's a very few nice. teachers whose name I can remember. I remember Mr. Kite. I remember yeah, Mr. Canterbury. I remember Mrs. Wisthazen, our Spanish teacher, partly because I'm yeah. friends with her on Facebook. Is she, um, oh, is she still going, is she? I hope so. I'm friends with her on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Melvin? Mr. Melvin, yeah, that was my sister's form tutor, math teacher. Oh, we had parents' evening the other a few weeks ago for Jack and um, oh, yeah. one of the teachers was Mr Hunt do you remember Mr Hunt the PE teacher I do remember Mr Hunt he was yeah. a young chap when we, was around, when we were there he's, he's not a young chap anymore <laughs> so was he the only teacher you recognised there's him and Mr Melvin still there but Jack doesn't have Mr Melvin so we saw him when we went to the open evening oh okay I told you when we went to the open evening in the art room they've still got those big wooden art drawers where all the big yeah, papers yeah, kept yeah. so is it Fucking the same bizarre. room is it is the art that's, room in the same room pretty much the only thing that's still in the same place mm. as i remember it because it used to be to that that led to the library didn't it and the library connected through and you had the pottery art room on the opposite side so you had, mist, you had, you had mr that led through to where the library was sorry yeah that's it mr ailing's room that's it and that was yes that was like the pottery room. possibly one person who also went to that school was like fuck this is great everyone else <laughs> is like jesus fuck <laughs> I, do, uh, I would really like to know about Mr. Kai if he's still if he's still around. I don't think probably he not because he was quite old when we were at school. Yeah, I remember Mr. Glastonbury, although I never had him, but that was because there was a rumor about him and another teacher in the one that's oh, like. No, I don't. I don't remember Mr. Glastonbury. Not that was a rumor at school. I'm not saying it was fact before anybody comes after me with lawyers. No, I don't remember Mr. Glastonbury. He was the history or geography teacher, and there was Mr. Hancock as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And we will say no more on Mr. Hancock. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, so I, I had Miss Miss Summers. Oh, Mr. Gayton, obviously, because he was my fucking form tutor. Mr. 
Fantastic Dayton. Hang on a minute. What did, Short, what did well, he teach? Science. Always had his tie over his shoulder. I can't remember him. Short, oh, I'll tell you who I did see. Do you remember Mr. Rico? No. Yeah, um, I saw him um, oh, going back a year or so. He was in he was in Tesco buying a, getting a prescription. <laughs> but he looked exactly the same. I, I really like Mr. Mr. Um, Mr. Rico. He was awesome. What did he teach? Science. Uh, oh, possibly. I might not have had him though. Um, Mr. Rossiter. That was the math teacher I had. Oh yeah, Mr. Rossiter. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway so I watched Ghost (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah Cat had never seen it no I watched something about Patrick Swayze ages ago so I taped it and just is that 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 thing where um, he ends up getting all his hair spiked up what something about Patrick Swayze I don't know what the fuck we're talking about okay there's a movie called something about Mary Oh, I see. Up. Right, sorry. <laughs> you got yeah, it. Yeah, no. Uh, it's, it's about his life and it ends with him dying, so. Oh, I see. Yeah, no jizz in hair that I'm aware of. <laughs> I forgot he was dead. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, so instead of watching a manly film like Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I watched. Barely, barely um, barely I rewatched Ghost. Swiss. And I'd forgotten it. It's actually a legitimately good movie. Yeah. I think because it was sold as that. Righteous Brothers pottery sex scene that was so excellently played up in Naked Gun Two and a Half. <laughs> the ashtray. <laughs> taking clay out of his trousers. Yeah. Um, yeah, you kind of forget that it's not actually that movie. It is like a supernatural thriller. Mm-hmm. Not thriller in like Sam the Lamb's thriller, but you know, it's a murder mystery. It's like those forty million dollar movies that you just don't get anymore. It's all big budget, small budget, or on Netflix kind of movies. Yeah. Which that boss level is possibly the modern equivalent of that. Mm. It probably isn't 40 million. It probably costs more. For... But yeah, those things like that and the Lincoln Lawyer and when you used to get all the Grisham movies. Mm. Like A Time to Kill and all that. You just don't get those movies anymore. Like I say, it's all big tentpole stuff or small Oscar baiting stuff. There's no middle ground for those sort of thrillers you'd watch on a Saturday on BBC One in the evening. Like A Few Good Men, those sort of things. Oh, yeah, OK. Yeah. But, but yeah, speaking of old stuff, though, did you have any of the movies? Sorry. I got a couple very quickly. Um, yep. I watched um, uh, uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Played. Fucking love that movie. Yeah. I've watched that was the one but I've not seen it in so long and I totally forgot the premise of it. And well it's him cut into old movies. Yeah, I didn't realise until about twenty minutes in and I thought, Oh my god, yeah, I remember this now. That's the cleaning woman, isn't it? Cleaning woman. That's it. Cleaning woman. It? Cleaning woman. Um it, it's just great it's so funny, so well done where it leads up to it. Like um the world where he dresses up as a woman. As, as a model, doesn't he? At the one point, to yeah. infiltrate some way, dresses up, and it's obvious, you know, oh, that's fantastic. Just because they just have had a clip, <laughs> they had a character, you know, referring to a woman, so they had to get that in quick. That's yeah. a movie poster I'd love to have. The Steve Martin poster. with the yeah in the spotlight. It's like the whole build-up as well. His informer, but him not wearing ties. 
where in yeah. time are you? And it's only because of the payoff near the end. It's like, yeah, yeah great film. Uh, and I also watched. Oh, okay, I got a classic one then. Just I I watched Overboard with Kurt Russell. Okay. I remember it's, liking that film when I was young, but I'm not sure. I mean, it's very fucking problematic now. It was a film. Oh, my God, is it problematic? Yeah. Like, horribly, horribly, horribly problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I quite enjoyed it. But I didn't realise they'd recently remade it. Yeah, with Anna Faris and some else, but they switched yeah. it, didn't they, that she's the Kurt Russell role. Oh, OK, yeah. I, I Which is pretty much the only way you could get away with it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I remember like most 80s movies now, though. Problematic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like definitely um, deserves a disclaimer at the front. <laughs> this film was very much a piece of it, period, a piece of its time. And I also watched uh, Chef, which we've spoke about. I know you love that movie. See, you've got to stop saying Chef, though, because now I'm picturing those sandwiches. Oh, my God. That is, as I said, that is pure food porn that movie oh just the beginning bit at the beginning before he set up the truck where he's making that sandwich yeah i yeah, like, never wanted something more in my entire life it, for me it's the bit where they they're looking for ingredients on their trip and they go to the barbecue place and they're all sat around that big piece of barbecued meat and they're just slicing little pieces off yeah that that does it for me i'm you know i'm up and away on that one you know what that film's meant to be about don't you it's a true story isn't it no it's take away the food and replace it with filmmaking that's his basically the sandwich is chef and the restaurant he gets fired from is his experience with marvel or was meant to be his experience with marvel like making iron man 2 oh, and really? how, much, how he lost control over it and it had to start fitting into that marvel formula because so, so he was supposed just... to direct the avengers movie yeah. way back before they brought in Joss Whedon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what that was meant to be about. There was an interview with him in... Oh, must have been in Empire that I read it. But he was saying that that's what it was. Oh, I never knew that. That it was basically a metaphor for his experience of making big studio movies. Yeah. So I don't so, know if he did that before or after um, Cowboys vs. Aliens, hmm. which is a film that's got a shit rep, but I actually quite enjoyed that film. It's not good, I remember but it. perfectly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to watch Chef now as well. But it's too late to watch Chef because I'll be hungry then. Oh, no. You cannot watch it without being hungry. You really can't. No, the only way you could watch that is when you are well and truly stuffed. But at that point, mm. you're so stuffed, you don't want to be thinking about anything involving food. So there's mm. no, no way you can win in that situation. But, but yeah... Um, so I don't think I've, other than a couple of TV series that we'll maybe talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing sort of on this nostalgia train was the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer that dropped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, How was it for you? Uh, I take it you've seen the same one I have that ends with the phone call, the, the phone, phone ringing at Razor Cult. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, for me, it was that perfect mix of Ghostbusters the old Amblin adventure movies, like the Goonies mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Yeah. And its own sort of thing. And it was that perfect blend of those three. I'm 
first trailer was kind of like yeah and the, the thing with the little marshmallow men where i was kind of like oh you're just trying to make a big brute to sell i was gonna say that there's a lot of hate on twitter for those big for those big marshmallow men it's fine i get it you've got to sell toys yeah. I 100% understand it, but at the same time, must we have a baby group, baby Yoda, and everything? Mm. Um, but yeah, this trader I was 100% in on. It got me in all the right feels. Yeah, me too. Which I think is 100% where they went wrong with the Paul Feig one. I know there are people who like it, and that's fair enough, but for me, it just wasn't funny. Mm. It lacked structure because they improvised a lot of stuff that really showed. So, like, Melissa McCarthy plays two characters in that film. Because she's, like, one way, one minute, and then the next minute she's completely different because they improvised it and it doesn't fucking gel. Okay. It just, it feels like scenes stuck together. Yeah. Like I say, there are people who like it and it was nowhere near as bad as everybody told me it was going to be. All the people that hated it said it was going to be. But it also wasn't what a Ghostbusters movie should have been. I think if they'd have done that in the timeline of the first two and had it as a continuation, because mm. you could have easily like done it. Up a, yeah, it's like setting up a franchise yeah. or something. Ghostbusters became defunct again after Ghostbusters 2. Everybody forgot about it and they sort of resurrect it. Yeah. Without, because the obvious way to do it would be like you have Ray or somebody form a new team. Mm. And which is kind of what they seem to have done with this one, where the kids have created their own Ghostbusters team and, and I'm guessing so, at some point the old crew will come back in. So in this new one, the Ghostbusters 2 never happened, is that right? Ghostbusters 2 happened. Oh, I didn't think it had. I read somewhere that something to do, I, I can't remember now, but I read somewhere that it, it's obvious that Ghostbusters 2 didn't happen because of a little bit in the trailer, something to do with, with Razor Cult. I'm going to have to read it up. Well, well, no, it stands to logic the that I'm guessing at some point after, possibly after Egon died, mm. that um, they shut down Ghostbusters again. Or that at some point after Ghostbusters 2, Ghostbusters just naturally came to an end as a business. Because Egon's hidden all the stuff in the house, hasn't he? Yeah. Right. Hang so, on. I'm guessing Ray kept Razor Colt going. From... It doesn't strike me as the kind of thing that would overlook the events of Ghostbusters 2. Let's see if I can find what I read. Um, uh, Seven quick things we know about it. All right, okay. To be fair, this is one of those speculation. Yeah. Um, blah, 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 in this car. No, it's only ignoring the 2016 Ghostbusters reboot. Oh, okay, then fair enough. The couple of things I've found with a quick Google search. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I'll find it. I'll just find like I say, if it's one of those watch mojo kind of things, they're like, oh, this is the shit we've got from this. It's like, have you though? You're just speculating. Okay, well, it's a sequel in the third installment to the original Ghostbusters movies. Yeah, yep. fair enough. So, otherwise, why would you have Razor Colt? You'd have him somewhere else. Yeah. So, but yeah, and they've released figures of the three remaining old Ghostbusters. Yeah. So, which I kind of wish I hadn't seen. I knew they were potentially going to be in it, but I didn't know in what capacity. 
So it feels a little bit like that was potentially going to be the big end where the original Ghostbusters come back to help the kids. Mm. Kind of in that, you know, on your left kind of way. Yeah. I kind of get the feeling that that sort of ruined that. Movies have ruined quite a few movies. Um, Movie toys. Yeah. Has ruined quite a few movies, haven't they, in in the past? To be fair, it might be completely misleading. They might not suit up at all. Hmm. That's also a possibility, but I think now that that idea is in people's heads, and if they don't do it, I think people would be massively disappointed. It'd be like the end of The Last Jedi, where you're waiting for that big, everybody's going to come moment, and nobody comes, and you're like, what's the (laughs) fucking point? Yeah. It's just two hours of pointlessness. (laughs) You've added nothing to the story, if anything, you've taken away. (laughs) But... But at least we wasted time in that casino. Oh, for fuck's sake. I still can't bring myself to rewatch that film. I watched it once at the cinema. I bought it on Blu-ray because, you know, otherwise there's a gap in the collection. That and Rise of Skywalker, just never been able to go back to. I tried a couple of times to rewatch The Force Awakens thinking that maybe I was just grouchy asshole fan. <laughs> but I think where those Star Wars films failed in hitting the nostalgia. I think this Ghostbusters film is getting it right on. And I think by making them, one of them, the grandchild of Egon. Yeah. Is a nice way of honoring Harold Ramis. Yeah. Because Egon was always my favorite character as well. Yeah. My all time favorite funny bit in Ghostbusters is still where he switches on the proton pack in the lift for the first time and you just see him moving across to the side in the background <laughs> to get away as far away from it as possible in case it blows. The no, dead no, I, delivery of the, just the facial acting of Egon. I love Do Ray Egon. That's one of yeah. my favorite pieces. That's the second one, isn't it? Yeah, it's the second one, yeah, when they're in the courtroom. I, I was a massive Harold Ramis fan anyway. Yeah, say he directed Groundhog Day, which is one of my all-time favourite comedies. Mm. It's just I was gutted when he died. In that weird way that you get gutted when somebody you've never met, (laughs) Mm, yeah, probably were never likely to meet. But but yeah. Um, Oh, speaking on the nostalgia thing, I read the first issue of Batman '89. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a first issue, so it's more setting up than story, but it's interesting. Mm, okay. It's written by Sam Ham, who wrote the 89 Batman movie, and it's after Batman Returns. So so you've still got the Billy D. Williams, Harvey Dent, and yeah. all that stuff back in. But like I say, it's only six issues, so it's difficult to judge it off the first issue, because it's very much setting, reintroducing the world and setting things back up. Hmm. but yeah it seems promising it's sort of a weird thing where they've kind of gone for the likenesses but not yeah so which I don't know if you ever read the um comic adaptation of Batman but the likenesses I, are I so have. good yes no I did have it yeah. uh, with Jerry Ordway looking painstaking again <laughs> I think there was an interview I listened to with him where he was like they got spent so long because they had the permission to use the linuses. Mm. They spent so long getting them right, and then it got sent to. I think I don't know whether all of them got to approve the linuses, or whether it was just Jack Nicholson, but Jack Nicholson sent it back with 
I think um, his agent had written something on it, and then it was like it was clearly Jack Nicholson had written it underneath. It's like this looks nothing like me with an arrow pointing to it. <laughs> so they had to change, fix that. But... <laughs> she sort of replied with, "Crap, crap, crap, crap." It's, uh, it's um, whoever did the one for Jurassic Park: The Lost World, or The Lost mm. World Jurassic Park. Uh, spent ages getting Jeff Goldblum's likeness right, sent it in, then found out they didn't have the right, so another artist had come in and just drawn a moustache on him. <laughs> so they could get around it, and he was like, I was devastated, my work. It's like, because they drew it on the original artwork as well. Because, oh, no see, it was pre-doing it digitally. Yeah. So, but that's got to be heartbreaking. Like, I finally fucking nailed that Jeff Goldblum, because he's not an easy man to draw. No, not at all. He has a very Jeff Goldblum look. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Jeff Goldblum, but he has a very Jeff Goldblum-y look. <laughs> oh, is he the one that looks a bit like Jeff Goldblum? Yes, but in his own Jeff Goldblum-y kind of way. Um, <laughs> very few people have Jeff Goldblum look, which makes it difficult to nail. <laughs> well, that's the title of this episode, Nailing the Jeff Goldblum Look. <laughs> Alan Davies last year untitled this. Um, yeah. But yeah, so... To be kind of like, I finally nailed that. Look, I'm really happy with that. This may be my greatest. I don't know whether he thought it was the greatest work or not, but some on that high and then be kind of, where's he got a fucking moustache? <laughs> he doesn't even have a moustache. Like, yeah, we didn't have the likeness rights. Oh, can you imagine? It's just, yeah. That'd be like you doing a commission, slaving over it, finally nailing it and then sending it to him. And then when they show you the picture, it's like, why, why have you drawn glasses and a beard on it? It's like, <laughs> the likeness rights to my kids. So. I thought they looked miserable, so I thought I'd draw big smiley faces. <laughs> but, so, yeah, it's interesting. I, there's things with Michael Keaton where you're like, it's Michael Keaton-ish, but at the same time, it's like, he also looks like crazy Michael Keaton. Not Batman <laughs> Michael Keaton. Like like Bruce Wayne has got the short <laughs> sides, but where it's like he's got out of bed, his hair's all over the place. <laughs> so this, this looks a bit like Michael Keaton by way of like, you know, crazy guy. <laughs> Which I suppose he is, but but yeah. But and then sort of on the nostalgia train, Masters of the Universe Revelations happened. Yeah, I got that written down as well. And people weren't happy. <laughs> The internet did not approve. Oh my god, there was a lot of there was a lot out there, wasn't there? Yeah. Um Yeah, to the point where they're like, you know, people are making Kevin Smith cry. It's like to be fair, Kevin Smith cries at everything these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't watch an episode of The Flash without crying. And you know, that's his thing and that's awesome. <laughs> but the amount of Kevin Smith cries at videos online that he posts up himself where he's watching yeah. stuff. <laughs> Uh, what did you think of it then all right again pre-warning i don't think we can talk about it without spoiling it so again skip on a couple of minutes yeah if you don't want to ruin uh i don't know i think i need the second half of the series before i can make a judgment it's not the he-man i grew up with no in fact he-man's hardly in it but i think or it's not the master of the universe i grew up with um it feels more like, and I think they were going for it. You know the comics you used to get with the f- figures? Oh, yeah, yeah. It feels a bit like that sort of thing, where it, was, it wasn't it was so much how it became in the cartoon. Mm. Um, weirdly got a little bit of the vibes of the movie as well. 
the Dolph Lundgren oh, okay. Master of the Universe. I caught somebody from it. Tell you the other day. I don't hate that film. Hmm. I've got it on Blu-ray. It's it's all right. It's no, it is a fucking bad it's got, movie. Yeah, it's it's not a good movie, but it's also one of those ones that in its own weird way you kind of like. I could quite happily watch this. It's got a really nice score. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it suffers from the fact that it was made by Canon. So <laughs> about ten minutes into shooting, they're like, "Yeah, we ran out of money, so fix that." <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's there's very little He-Man in it, but then it's not actually called He-Man. No, it's not. It's called Masters of the Universe Revelations. Mm. Um, Tila's interesting. Yeah. I quite like her as a character. I quite like what they did. I like the dynamic with her. She's quite a badass. Yeah. Um, It's fucking dark. I'm not a massive fan of the animation. Okay. It's fine, but it's also got that generic, we farmed it out to a Chinese animation studio. Mm. So it's got that little bit. It's not manga and it's not like american animation it's sort of that weird dead-eyed in the middle so some of the characters look a bit lifeless sometimes mm. for me um i really liked the almost cameos <coughs> of some of the some of the, the the there's not a lot of characters in it but some of the characters that they brought into it aren't your run-of-the-mill famous characters i like they brought quite... in robot man is he yeah, called Robot Man? No, Robert, um, Ro- Roboto. Roboto. To the point um, where I was tempted to buy the old school figure of him because they re-released him as part of the Origins line. Yeah. Um, and a bit like Spock. Tony bought a Fisto. Yes, he did. And like Spike Surely because he's called it. Fisto. <laughs> That's the only reason. Um, uh, Spike was in it and yeah. um, uh, Faker. And um, who else was in it? That, um, obviously Merman. Who was the Guy, hang on, uh, Triclops was in it. There was another character in it that I thought, blimey, how do you remember, remember him? They got Moss Man in it, haven't they? Yeah, but he, yeah, he's very different, isn't he? Yeah. I don't really remember what Moss Man was like in the original. I don't know if he was a good or a baddie. I can't remember. I know he's the only one from that original cast that's in this. Yeah. Um, oh, what was the um, yeah, trap door? Uh, trap draw, even. Uh, trap draw. <laughs> yeah, Bert's in it. <laughs> and Bony. Um, there, there was a character right at the beginning, and I can't remember which one it was. He was one of the cult. Oh, I um, can't remember. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting, you know. Um, that was quite cool. So, um, yeah, it, I think because it ends on such a bleak yeah. note, what with both Orko and Prince Adam again. Yeah. It's kind of, which obviously, it's not going to be, I, well, are they really going to kill resol- him off? They've got to resolve it. I don't know though, but well, they, maybe they won't. Maybe that's Kevin Smith kind of, you know. Obviously, they think we're going to, we're going to bring them back, but we're not going to. I just, I just can. I don't think you'd survive the backlash. Would you? It'd be like doing 
Superman without Superman or Batman without Batman. Yeah. It's just asking for people to fucking come after you. But um, I get yeah, that you've just, also got the problem of once you've got He-Man, where do you really go? Mm. I liked Man at Arms. I thought Man at Arms was acing it. I always liked Man at Arms anyway. Yeah, he was, he was really good. Yeah. Um, I liked Cringer as well. I thought they did that. Yes. Right. That's... um. What's his face from Office Space? Don't borrow his bread stapler. Oh, is it really? Stephen Root. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? I'll, I'll burn this place to the ground. <laughs> um. Yeah, like I said, I thought like Orko again. If Orko's dead, I'm not happy. Mm. Unless they're going to bring, bring used... it back as um Grindor from the movie. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> But then um, Orko used were using proper magic as well. Yeah. He was like a proper magician. Uh, it's, it's, uh, like I say, it's difficult to judge because you've got half a season and it doesn't end on a... Like, the story's not over where it ends. Yeah. So it's very difficult. To, well, I mean, you could say the story's over from where it ends, but it isn't. It's clearly not. Mm. so I think until the second half of the series drops it's difficult to judge it's a bit like the Batman comic I can't judge it based on one issue it was a perfectly enjoyable issue but I can't tell you whether the story is any good or not until the story goes where the story is going mm. I did like the whole afterlife thing with Hero and oh yeah 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 that whole thing um yeah I Definitely want to see where it's going. Again, I was I tried to drag that out rather than binge watching it, so I was trying to watch an episode each evening. Yeah. So while Cat went for a shower, I check on He Man, then she come back and go, Are "You watching fucking He Man?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, I didn't think you'd be that quick, and you know, not the first time that's been said in this house. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, then we'd watch House of Games and it's fine. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I I didn't hate it. I don't get what the backlash is, but then I'm also not as invested in Masters Universe as some pe- other people are. Mm. I always liked the 2002 series. Oh, He Man and the Masters of the Universe was that one? No, He Man. It was one? basically a reboot of it. That they didn't it was a very, very science fiction one, wasn't it? No, that was New Adventures of He-Man. Oh, okay. okay. The, those toys were then repainted and became the Demolition Man figures. Did they really? Yeah, I found that out the other day. Oh, no way. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they just repainted them. So I don't know whether... There's, um, one of the like police troopers, if you look on his back, he's got the slot where He-Man's sword went. Um, but yeah no it was um, it's basically a retelling a bit like this of Master of the Universe but it was much more serious there was no turning to the camera with the moral of today's story kind of thing He-Man yeah. sat in an armchair by a fire at the end of the episode but <laughs> it was really good I really yeah. hope Netflix pick it up and show it again or somebody picks it up and shows it it's weird that there's all these re- like the Thundercats TV series from the early 2000s was really good Mm. But it um 
Yeah, like I say, it's weird that you've got all these great things out there that are just sitting, not being watched. <laughs> so you've got all these streaming services, and just chuck them on that. It's like, why the fuck not? If you're not mm. going to put them on DVD, you might as well make some money out of them somewhere. Guarantee people will watch them. But, but yeah, and then I can't think what else came out recently that I watched. Marvel What If started. I haven't seen that yet. It's, it's fine. <laughs> is it is it the Captain Carter whatever it is? Yeah. It, it's it's perfectly enjoyable. It's sort of again something and nothing because it's what if so you just kind of like yeah I suppose it's interesting mm. but at the same time it's got no it's real. Nice to make to invest into yeah. Yeah. So it's not like I've got a close well. I mean, it's Marvel, so it's possible, but it's not like I've got to closely watch this for the references that are going to pop up in a later movie kind of thing. Mm. Like I say, I just... After Endgame, I think then going to Spider-Man Homecoming, there was a little... Or Far From Home, rather. While I quite enjoyed that movie, there was a little bit of Marvel fatigue by that point. Mm-hmm. Especially because Endgame ended. It had an ending. I think the best thing that could have happened to them was that they took a year or two off from the movies coming out, which they were never going to do because it's licensed to print money, isn't it? Yeah. And you don't want to leave a two-year gap and somebody fills it in. So the pandemic in some ways sort of left an open window where you potentially got excited about new Marvel stuff coming in. But I don't know. It's just everything since felt a little bit anticlimactic. I think as much as I liked WandaVision, like I say, there's very little in it that I'm massively keen to go back for. So thought it was mm. very well done, but it was very much one of those ones that played better for me, or I think will play better for me as a discovering it as I go kind of thing, rather than going back yeah, and yeah. rewatching it. And just going online after each episode and having people going, Mephisto, it's Mephisto. Is it though? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Oh, there, there was something crawling at the, at the, um, at the curtain. It was obviously Mephisto. Yeah. Or was that thing in the opening credits in the floorboards? Mephisto! Yeah. <laughs> to the point now where everything, whenever I see people speculating online whether it's Marvel or not, I'm just like, Mephisto. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's enough, largely given up on the DC TV shows as well. Flash yeah. and Supergirl and that. They're slowly building up on the planet, but it's like, can't be fucked. <laughs> I think I'd much rather read the comics now. Mm. Which, even that, I'm falling behind on again because of doing all the house stuff. So my epic bone reread is going slowly, shall we say? <laughs> I think since the last episode, <clears throat> I've read two more chapters, maybe. Mm. Uh, I've read, I've read the rest of chapter three, uh, the rest of chapter two. Sorry. So yeah, I've read four chapters. Uh, four yeah four chapters so I've read all of finished book two and I'm on book three I've only read the first two chapters of that and then it's just been fresh uh, flesh and ink from Tony and Adam Phelps because it's dropped on the Patreon mm. but um, yeah say so I'm not getting much Done. Like I say, if I'm not doing house stuff, it doesn't really feel like I'm achieving anything at the minute. Yeah. So I'm quite looking forward to the drink and draw on Friday. Yeah, I won't, yeah, I won't be on that. I'm out on Friday. Wow. 
Where you got to be? Living a life. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Proper adult dinner parties. You're taking your sketchbook so you can get commissions. (laughs) (laughs) Along with a KFC. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind me. I'm just going to sit in the corner and. furiously scribbling away whilst eating a bucket of chicken <laughs> oh you just yeah that's, that's the life mate that's the, that's the dream what we all dream of yeah so we went to okay. ikea and i bought a glass jar for my foam bananas which i know i've got for my birthday but cat's lying to me and pretending they're her sweets but i know they're not her sweets because the box hasn't been opened yet <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have a glass jar with foam bananas in it <laughs> on my desk I went to, I've got a thing about pretzels at the moment. And uh, when we went down chocolate to covered? Costco. No, Say, no, <laughs> would you like a chocolate yeah. covered pretzel? They're a little melty, but damn, are they delicious. <laughs> no, um, no, proper, proper, you know, salty, salty ones. Well, I like it we, proper salty. We went down to Costco and I got a massive, you know, in, in all like, the TV, in American TV shows, Especially in the like late nineties, they always had the massive big tubs of uh, like Tito's or whatever. You know, the massive big things that yeah. they give in your head. That's one of those, but it's full of um, pretzels. It's really cool. I go through phases of pretzels. I love them. I'm like, I fucking love these, and then I get to a point where I'm just sick of them. Because <laughs> so I do like the chocolate covered pretzels as well. There's something about that. They, they're flips salt or and sweet thing, but yeah. Not the white chocolate ones, they're a bit sickly. They don't blend <laughs> for me. I like the milk chocolate ones. And again, I so then to get to do the more rats thing. <laughs> not not actually stink palming people. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever take a chocolate pretzel from me again. <laughs> so um so yeah, anyway, uh, all we've got to talk about now is ghosts. Ghosts. So, yeah. So, I, who who's your favourite character? I don't know if I have a favourite because there's different ones that I like for different reasons. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't really have a favourite. I like Robin. Yeah, that's my favourite. I love Robin's fantastic. I like the captain. Yeah. Um, I love the thing with um, Hector's body having an affair with uh, <laughs> the grey lady. Oh, that was hilarious. It's where his head's sitting there. Suddenly his eyes roll back. <laughs> Good God. It's when he punches his own head off because he's ruined the whole relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just... There's a couple of there was a couple of episodes in series two where you have a really good episode and then one that was just a little bit annoying. Bit of a filler, yeah, yeah. Um... But it's just so well written. Have you seen the trailer for the American remake? I've not seen the trailer. I know they're doing it. I haven't seen the trailer. Yeah, it's basically ghosts, but with Americans. Yeah, there's some different. It's not the same characters, is it? They've changed the characters. Well, I think they. I think you've got similar characters or proximity because obviously you don't have a Tudor, a person from no. the Tudor period, or anything like that. But I know there's a Viking instead of a caveman. Yeah. Um, I like Mary as well. Mary's awesome. <laughs> With the uh, when they were having the house fumed. 
yeah. Was it the bug men or something? Like yeah. That, weren't they? But it's, uh, like I say, it's difficult to talk about without spoiling things. But, but yeah, yeah the... go watch it. If you haven't, if you've never heard of it or you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It's really it's, good. It's all on iPlayer, so. Yeah. But I always loved Horrible Histories. One of the best things about having kids was that you had an excuse to watch it, not that you needed an excuse. Yeah. Horrible Histories was genius. Um, but no, it's... Uh... Although it did crack me up that on Twitter people were going around seeing what the ghosts look like in real life and being like, oh, they're actually really hot. It's like, yeah, because that's what we should take away from this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... But yeah, no, I uh, I really enjoy it, and it's six episodes, so it's the right length as well. Mm. I thought the Christmas special they did last year was really good. Yeah, that was lovely. That was one of the best things on at Christmas with Julian with the baby. Yeah. Um, I loved it when they flash back to Julian first becoming a ghost, with him trying to escape, but he's hid in the back of the car. <laughs> But you can't go beyond the gate, <laughs> can you? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was just trying to remember which one you're on the right. Yeah, that's it. It comes flying through. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you've got a Robin counting the amount of times. Yeah. <laughs> 348. <laughs> but again, it's the sweet little touches in that, like that it's him that teaches Robin to play chess. Yeah. I love those little moments like that. But... And the, the, have you seen the the uh, almost the um, the episode about is it Humphrey's the guy with the, with no head, isn't it? Yeah. The episode of how he died. Yeah. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Yeah, I, that was brilliant. I thought. That was I love that. Really really I'm, I'm just going to tell him I did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the first episode of this series, isn't it? Oh, is that the first episode? Was See, it? this is the problem when you binge watch them all. Mm, it all kind of merges into one. Yeah. It's a pity we haven't seen the the the, the, the plague pit yet in this series. Oh, the ones in the basement. Seen them all yet, have you? Yeah, the ones in the basement. Yeah, they were great. Like when he was trying to fix the boiler. Oh, I don't want to do that. No, no, that's wrong. <laughs> Somebody goes down there like, wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the, the plague. They had died of the plague, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yes, they all went, yeah. It was like a mass grave under the house. It just all stood there. <laughs> Because because you had the you had the episode with them didn't you when they yeah. didn't come in with potatoes yeah it was you <laughs> they're not speaking to him because they gave them one from the plague go <laughs> stand in the corner ah <laughs> oh, brilliant uh, all right then we should probably start wrapping this up so um, okay no. before we do our shout outs and whatnot which i don't have many because like i say not much has been going on a um, couple of things one uh, our guest co-presenter from last episode uh, steve. steve sims is kickstart smashed it absolutely smashed it which meant i had to say to cat just so you know when you look i have just spent 96 pound on a kickstart do you know i am gutted i didn't do that um i'm thinking about it afterwards and like frankly the problem is it was too late 
But I was thinking about it. I was thinking, shit, I really wish. What I, I thought about that page. It, at first, I was like, shit, ninety six is a lot. But it's like you take away thirty quid for the book. Yeah. The little extras you get in as well, and then that's about fifty to sixty quid for an original page. I'm wondering if of Steve oh, Sims art. It's just incredible. I mean, it's amazing stuff. Um, but he sent me through. He wanted to test the PDF link, so he sent it through to me today. So I've gone through the PDF yeah. of the book. I don't know what yeah, to say, actually. I might have to edit this out. Um, it's a stunning book. All the bonus stuff in the back. Mm. Um, Troops gets a shout in there as well, because we oh, had the Beast Hunting Battle Badger's Lanyard, didn't we? Oh, of course we did, yeah. In 2018, so there's a picture of that in there as well. Um, but yeah, the sketches and the layout pages and everything in the back. It's going to be a fucking beautiful book. Mm. I messaged him when it had finished. So I think... Um, I was like, congratulations on the Kickstarter. I was like, where's my book? <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. going to be waiting for the funds to clear and then yeah, all that stuff. So it's going to still be a little while, but I'm really looking forward to that one coming. I've got a few Kickstarters that I've backed recently, despite me trying not to do Kickstarters. Um, but yeah, actually, that leads nicely into my Kickstarter shout out, which is by the time this episode comes out, you'll be halfway through... John Tucker's Murder 2, mm-hmm. which is just a little mini car. I think it's £3 all in, and you get the book. It's only on there for a week. So, like I say, when this drops on Wednesday, it launches on the Saturday. Um, but it's that. That's the only time you can get it. Once the Kickstarter ends, you can't ever buy it again. And um, So that's the way he's running it. Lovely, awesome. So, um, yeah, Steve Sims wanted 2,000. He got 8,400. Blimey. So, which massively deserves. Steve Sims is one of those. I'm amazed he's not in some, like, you know, I know he does the Beast Quest books mm. as his day job kind of thing, but I'm amazed he's is, not he's with an IDW really, or a... Really annoying bloke who is incredibly talented and is a nice bloke. Yep. He's an absolute bastard. Yeah, we hate him. Absolutely yeah. hate him. I've been messaging him recently about um, this um, character design commission, asking the best way to do it, and you know how do I present it, and which is the best way to go ahead, and the you know, first drafts and stuff like that. He's been amazing with it. He's been, you know, giving me See, that's the other thing. Looking at the back matter in the he's hunting battle badges books. I was like, I quite happily have like one of his character design sheets just up on my wall. Yeah. If I couldn't get an original page, that's just that stuff. It's like, mm. I'd have a page of his scribbles. <laughs> I when, like I, when I say I've done some Sunday scribbling, I've been just been scribbling. Yeah. What he describes as scribbling is the shit of me sitting down and be like, finally fucking working on that for hours. But, but yeah, so anyway, I've done that thing again where I fucking... <laughs> anytime we talk <laughs> about anything John's, we fucking get psyched. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. Murder 2. It launches on Saturday the 21st, so four days ago by the time this goes live. If you listen to this after the Saturday at the end of this week, whatever that date is, you've missed it. So I highly recommend, like I say, it's £3 all in for a little A6 comic. But the first murder was fucking spooky. If you've read any of John's work, you know, he shared the poster as well for Bold, because, you know, his comic Bold's been made into a short movie. Oh, yes. I did read about that, yeah. Um, like it's like it's like a student movie or a no, production it's house. Proper, 
BFI funding, lottery funding. I think it's going to, potentially going to be in Sundance. It's in a couple of festivals. Madness. So, um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Like I say, I'm a big fan of John's work anyway, so mm. I will be on the Murder 2 train. Um, yeah, I quite like John's model of doing things. I quite like the it goes on Kickstarter, that's all I'm getting printed, and it's gone kind of thing. Because part of my thing with possibly dropping out of cons is that I'm sitting on copies of comics that I'm never going to fucking sell. Because once the initial rush is gone, there's very little uptake after that. Occasionally, somebody will be like, well, that sounds cool. I'll buy a copy. Mm. But it's not like it's worthwhile me having all these extra copies. (laughs) (laughs) So I think anything I'm going to get printed now. I mean, I always I've only ever got (laughs) with the exception of bless you, by the way, the exception of Tales 1, where I think we had 250 printed. I've only ever done 100. Apart from March the Robots, there was only 50 of those. And I don't think I'll ever get them reprinted, because one, was the fucking point? I can't shift the ones I've got. But I'm thinking about limiting numbers on things from now on. Mm. Oh, so And then yeah. just doing select few cons rather than doing shitloads. Yeah. So potentially looking at Nottingham, maybe cancelling Thought Bubble but reapplying at a later date when I've got more something else as well I think I need something new I know I've got the nerds book but it's not a massively exciting thing to go out in the world with it's fine but it's not it's not my magnum opus it's not my thing that I I should be rocking up to Thought Bubble with yeah I don't know I think it'd be very popular yeah possibly so they're like this is just penguins with ghosts you prick <laughs> so yeah, that's fair. Actually, no, that's an insult to penguins. <laughs> but I'm sure it would be. I just, I don't know. I think the small press model's broken. I think we've been. I think for some people it works. For some mm. people have in their back catalogue constantly in print work. Probably not many, and probably not as many as admit to it. I think there are some people that are like, no, I've always got to have them ready because people are always buying them. Oh, are they though? So, no, but you know. <laughs> but there are going to be some people who, from con to con, are constantly shifting. I just don't think I'm that creator. I'm more interested mm. in doing stuff for fun, little mini comics and that sort of thing, and chucking them up on the website. Or doing the Haunted Nerds Instagram feed. Yeah. Just putting a strip up once a week, just for now, slowly building things that way. Yeah, you do you. Exactly. Oh, I do me. Don't worry. How <laughs> do you think I really got these blisters? <laughs> when I say swinging an axe. <laughs> that's what you call it. That's why I'm not allowed in the garden anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so go on to Kickstarter, put in Murder 2 or John Tucker. It should come up and back the fuck out of it. Like I say, it's only £3. It's worth it. And that's the only time you can get it so it's better to back it and get it than risk missing out yeah cue next episode like, yeah i missed that one <laughs> <laughs> i'll just borrow your copy Stu. um but yeah it's uh that's sort of my 
Kickstarter shout out. Um, before we do other shout outs, of which I don't really have any. <laughs> mm. um, and why not is coming back. Yay. <laughs> You don't have to be the one. <laughs> um, but it's coming back with a six-issue, min- six-issue, six-episode miniseries looking at the wonderful world that is 90s comic book movies. So we have got... Hang on, let me find the thing now. Ah, fuck. I see, I should have had this up and ready. That's what she said. <laughs> Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Right. Is it up yet, Stu? Oh, it's neither up nor ready. <laughs> right, in no particular order, we are, have uh, Dick Tracy, the 1990 Warren Beatty movie, which I'm doing with Rob O'Connor, who's one of the co-hosts on the All-Star Superfan podcast. Um, then I'm doing, uh, then we have The Phantom, the 1996-97, depending on which country you live in, uh, Billy Zane classic, which I'm doing with Andy Clift. Uh, we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with one Steve Sims. That'd be the one. I hate that guy. <laughs> Fucking toned. Uh I feel bad about this one because I like the film, but he doesn't. I'm doing The Shadow, the Alec Baldwin movie with Alan Henderson. Who's a big fan of the character The Shadow but doesn't like the film, but I thought that would be an interesting conversation. Very interesting, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I feel bad because he messaged me, he's like, I've rewatched it. He's like, This film does not hold up. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. You can come back on and do a film you like. Um, doing The Rocketeer with Barry Nugent from. Oh, uh, you should do, I'll tell you, sorry, sorry, go, 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 sorry, going back to Alan Henderson, you should do uh, Much of the Penguins with him or Happy Feet. Or Happy Feet 2. Or Surf's Happy Up. Two. Or Surf's Up, yeah. Or Batman or Returns. Batman Returns. Do Batman Returns again. Perfect. We've got a Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, carry on. Make him do Surf's Up. He's like, why do you keep doing this to me? <laughs> and then I'm doing... You can do a sorry, you can do chocolate biscuit one with him. The best chocolate biscuits are just different penguins. Really, you know, really heavily overload him. Make him give, what you can do is make him give up the penguin, and then you can be the one with the joke of the bad jokey strip. What, just drive him insane? Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> so that he ends on 1,999, never hits strip <laughs> 2,000. Yeah. So oh, I'm forever the guy who fucking... <laughs> I'm the guy who slagged off people who use his Kickstarter fulfillment services. I'm the guy who had a pop at a Kickstarter that ran for a second time, despite being funny. And I'm the guy who broke Alan Henderson before he hit his 2000 goal. <laughs> Meet the most hated man in small press. Well, that's uh, least after somebody whose name we won't mention. <laughs> and yeah, the sixth one uh, is The Crow with uh, Andy, Andy Honks. Andy Hogg's never heard of him. No. Yeah. Uh, you mean the robot guy? The robot guy. Do you know, out of all the guy who talks tiki like he knows all about it, but he's only ever done yeah. one fucking tiki drawing. But that he prick. does like rub, but he likes rub. <laughs> um, do you know, out of all those movies you've just mentioned, yep. I've seen two. <laughs> the Crow isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen The Crow. 
How can you have only seen two? You must I've have seen least, The Rocketeer, surely. I've never, not all the way through. I've got, at least I can't remember, unless it was like on telly. And, you know. Right, it's on Disney but, Plus, so you can fix that. Okay. That's your mission for next one. Then we're going to find out what you think of The Rocketeer. And then I'm going to have to okay. make sure The Rocketeer drop a, episode drops before you talk. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you're going to have to rewatch um, The Crow, obviously. Yeah, I'm going to guess that. The Crow and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are the two you've seen. Correct. So, um, but yeah, interesting to see The Crow, because I was obsessed with The Crow when I was a kid. I, I know, that's why I argue with the logical yeah, guess to have on it. Absolutely. Loved it. To the fact where I wore the long leather coat. Which I, to be, should I save that? I should have saved that. Really, shouldn't I? It's fine. Crossover's not likely. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was really annoying because I chose to wear the long leather coat, i.e. the crow, right when the Matrix was really popular. Yeah. But you did distinguish yourself by carrying a stuffed crow around with you. And you and your girlfriend were both murdered on the night before Halloween. So, mm. so you know, you, you had that going for you. <laughs> Your makeup was shit, though. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> little too much street mime not enough whip uh shadow smile whipped cream for what you were about to say uh yeah <laughs> shut up or i'll make you watch the rest of the crow movies <laughs> <laughs> be thorough you've got to watch city of angels salvation whatever the last one was that nobody watched <laughs> i've only ever seen city of angels i haven't seen the last one i've I seen, seen um salvation. i've seen three of the four Mm. Um, I think I imported Salvation because it didn't get released so I imported the Region 1 DVD and me and Gary watched it Uh, it's alright, it's not a bad film it's not a good film either trouble is, mm. you kind of said all you need to say with the first crow Mm. and then I never watched the last one Wicked Prayer I want to say is called it's got Edward Furlong and David Boreanaz in it oh really? and Tara Reid Oh, sorry, Reed. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, um, like I say, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I never watched the TV series either. There was a TV series. Yeah, was it Stairway to Heaven? Crow Stairway to Heaven with what's his face from? Can't remember his name now. Well, I see Mark. Mark, summer. For uh, what? Uh, he was in fuck he was in that film that came out when the matrix came out is it driven drive close over to heaven eric draven is also briefly killed mark de cassos that's it mark de cassos he was also in john wick he was in john wick three i mean who wasn't uh, Crying Freeman, One Night in Bangkok, Double Dragon. Blimey, he was in Double Dragon. Right, it's round 99, 2000, the film that I remember first seeing him in. DNA? No. No, 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 no. The um, base? Hang on, I'm pretty sure it had. This is excellent fucking. <laughs> listening for uh i'm sure it had like carrie Ann moss or somebody from the matrix in it okay uh, 
fucked if I can remember what it is. None of these are ringing a bell. Moss. Might not have even been Carrie Ann Moss, to be fair. Not leaving me with much. God, she hasn't been leaving for a while. It's a long time ago, man. Um... Fuck knows. New blood? Nah. Don't worry. Like I say, this is making excellent fucking... (laughs) (laughs) You listen to that Nerds Who Haunt Themselves podcast, all they do is look shit up that they can't remember online. (laughs) That makes great podcast. (laughs) We know what people want. (laughs) Perhaps it didn't have Carrie and Moss in it. Perhaps I just imagined that. There is Drive. It isn't Carrie Ann Moss in it then. Drive. Okay. And it was nowhere near around the Matrix time. Fuck knows what I'm thinking of. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Who gives a shit? So anyway, yeah, there's that. But, right. So anyway, yeah, those will be dropping from... It's either going to be the first or the second Tuesday in September. I'm dropping them in on a Tuesday because we drop these on a Wednesday. So it might go for three weeks and then that should be the next Nerds episode. And then another three weeks of And Why Not rather than dropping a And Why Not on the Tuesday and then a Nerds on a Wednesday. That's too much me for people to have to listen to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's two days in a row. Our listenership will drop right down as they all <laughs> ritually stab themselves in the ears. Um, right, but yeah. I've, just had a, I've just had a bleep, which means the battery in my earphones are running out. So, Okie dokie. So we've got to wrap it up. Let's start wrapping it up. Right. So, yeah. You got any artists you want to shout out? I do. And okay. I just closed the fucking window. <laughs> Again. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We are yes. Well, we're good at this, aren't we? Yeah. If you suddenly go deaf, do not blame me. <laughs> um, so, let's see. As in because your earbuds fail, not because you've... Uh... Oh, I see. Thank you. Hang on. So, I'm going to... I've got two big boys to mention today. Well, hey. Two of the big boys. Um, One of them, and I apologise... If I uh, say his name wrong, but Florian Satzinger, and he he calls himself the Paper Walker, which I think is fantastic for artists. And he's actually he's a big boy. He worked for Disney and Warner Brothers and things like that. But he never heard of him. He, he is absolutely fantastic. But what he does, he's just got a uh, he's just finished an exhibition in Italy called duck that's all it's called no sorry duckland duck <laughs> it's called no it's two this book's called duck but it's called duckland and uh what he does is fantastic he's got these characters he's got a character that is basically very similar to donald duck but legally different and if you if you instagram him and i'm a quick look at his stuff it, yeah send me the links in messenger yeah so i've got them when i put the show notes together 
Okay, uh, so yeah, so that's Florian Satzinger, and I've actually spoken to the guy. Um, we were, we were, um, I sent him a, a message on Instagram, and he replied, and we were having a bit of a back and forth for a little while. Like, I don't know it's anything really about Tiki. Cool. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I said, and then the second guy is another biggie. You know, he, this guy, really got me um, into a digital painting because he's an absolute master. Well, is it me? Um, um, yeah, it's you. Yeah, but sweet. You got me into layers. Finally. <laughs> and I'm padding because I can't find his fucking page. Um, but yeah, he's really good. Go check him out. Dave Raposa. Is okay. Is. And uh, he is. I mean, I've I've been following him for probably about fifteen years because the thing that attracted me the, the first off was he does these just he doesn't whole set of ninja turtle paintings nice and they're realistic and i mean they are just breathtaking i mean the textures that he gets on these and like the wall he's also got he's got thundercats and he has gone through this stuff and the thundercats he's got a few spider-man um god of war um well venom venom's incredible uh spawn let me see if i can send you would have been years ago now. Is what was Ninja Turtle? Skeletor. I mean, yeah, it's Skeletor, but it's Ninja Turtle. And his trapdoor was really good as well. Uh, we're going back a few years now. In fact, I'm going to quickly, very, very quickly, Google Day Proposer, and you'll I'll send it to you. Tell me what you think. Proposer. Um, if I do a Ninja Turtle, if I do turtles. Oh, there you go. So this is his Donatello. Okay. Okay. And if I send this to you, this is Donatello painting. He's done the whole set. Check that bad boy out. Ooh, yeah, I think I've seen this before. Yeah. Super. Stunning. Just his use is yeah, it reflected light in that. It's just incredible. Awesome. I am going to uh, quickly shout out then Dan Harris yeah. uh, of Cosplayer Doom the Earth. That's going to be my artist shout. He's currently running a series of stumps, he calls them. Mm -hmm. like, so it's got like Lister from Red Dwarf, Lion-O from Thundercats, Judge Dread, all that sort of oh, thing. Really? Is it on Instagram? Is actually, yeah, he's on Instagram as um, Art of Dan Harris. Um, but he puts comic strips on as well. And that sort of thing, and um, his Patreon cards that he does. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, so that's my Kickstarter shout out. And my podcast shout out is Never on Anything, Tony Esmond's podcast. In At time of recording, I think he's up to episode 96. So he's about to hit the big 100. So if you haven't checked out Never on Anything yet, go check it out. It's um, comic chat. They pick a specific comic and talk about it, or run on a comic, or sometimes just an artist. Hmm. Um, so that's well worth listening to. Um, that's never on anything. Again, link will be in the show notes, but you can find it on iTunes, Podnose, Podknife, all the ones Tony likes to shout out about. Um, and I think that's pretty much it for me. I've, like I said, I've not read any massively different comics to be able to shout out. So keep an eye out for the Beast Hunting Battle Badgers Collected Edition. Yeah. For when it becomes available like, after the Kickstarter backers have had theirs. And that is oh Russell Mark Olson's Gateway City Volume Two is also on Kickstarter. I'll give that a plug as well. So again, I'll put the link in. 
and that is it for this week That's a wrap. so before you lose your hearing in your earbuds uh, <laughs> i have been Stuart moraine and you have been i have been uh, andy hanks and the of the week again yes well it's <laughs> two men in our early 40s That's what comes. <laughs> um, yeah we'll be back in about four-ish weeks yeah um, yeah thanks for listening have a good one cheers guys cheers bye, bye.